Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of From the Windy and Salty Cities. Um, we're both together in the Windy City. Patrick, happy to see you. Happy to see you, too. We're back on this, uh, doing this on a regular basis, uh, and for the next uh, couple of months, we'll be both doing it from Chicago, so good to be in the same room once again, and uh, we got a lot to talk about once again. Yeah, a lot to talk about. I mean, we're here on a Tuesday. It's a special Tuesday episode because yesterday was Memorial Day. Um how was your Memorial Day? It was pretty good. Just did some work in. I'm a golf caddy, so did a lot of that and, uh, you know, spent some time with the family. But, you know, can't complain. Pretty good. Pretty good weekend. How about yourself? Good. Uh, went to a family party yesterday. It was good to see some people. Haven't seen them in a while because of COVID. Um, and it was a lot of fun. But, uh, so yeah, let's dive in. I mean, speaking of a lot of fun, I, I know we're big hockey fans around here. And, you know, there's a lot to talk about from the baseball in Chicago to just the NHL in general, but I want to start off with one um, big note. The no lead in a series is good enough. Um, and when you're the Toronto Maple Leafs, no lead ever is good enough. So I want to just start with that, Pat. What are your thoughts on up 3-1? All you got to do is win one more game and they end up losing their series. Well, it's we, first of all, we got to keep in mind who we're talking about here. The Maple Leafs, they just... There's something going on with that team where they just can't win a first right. round series. No, yeah. all jokes aside, um, great, great series by the Canadians. I mean, what a yeah. comeback! Um, but what an embarrassment from the Maple Leafs. I mean, um, I mean, this has just gone too far. And literally, I mean, how can you 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 have the top talent in the NHL, arguably, mm-hmm. and you still can't find a way to get past the first round? And and it's like. And like the, you can make whatever excuse you want, but it doesn't change the fact that this team can't get it done when it matters. I agree with you. It's, I mean, it's tough to judge. Like Austin Matthews, he's been in the league for about five years, and um, Mitch Marner, similar thing. John Tavares has only been with the team for like two or three years, so it's tough to judge like a seventeen-year drought of getting out of the first round on all those players. But at the same time, it is what it is. It's it's the same. It's very similar to me to the Chicago Cubs. Like, so I saw online people were like, the Toronto Maple Leafs are the Cubs of the NHL, and people weren't really liking that comparison. But I do think it kind of fits up where Toronto's just like the team that I wouldn't call them the lovable losers because that's what a lot of people called the Cubs. Yeah. But they're just a team that you always watch to see them kind of implode in that big moment of like all they had to do they were. They had it at three games to one. All they had to do was one, win one more game, and they could not get it done. And, yes, injuries played a part, but that that had to be one of the deepest lineups going into this, and now they're just they're done. Yeah, I mean, um, and, and, and I don't even think you can make the case these guys are young. Like, these guys have been in the league now for, you know, three, four years, and – like there's no excuse why Austin Matthews wasn't playing better. I mean he he, like, he should he should I, I he heard that score some goals. A lot of people were saying like Jason Spezza was one of the best players on yeah. their team, and it's like, yeah. well, that, are you kidding me? Like uh, Jason Spezza is the best guy on your first round playoff roster, and you have Austin Matthews, Nylander, Mitch Marner, all these guys, and you still can't get it done. Yeah, and, and, and like you said, they're deep. You know, obviously John Tavares goes down. That's bad. That's mm-hmm. heartbreaking, and the way he went out, especially. Um, and you know, like. That stuff like that happens, yeah. but like it's the deep teams that can overcome that. And if it was anyone in the in the playoffs that could overcome it, I would think it would be that team. But it just wasn't. I mean, and it's like you go out and you 
you go out and you acquire those role players. Like you bring in Nick Felingo, right? A for like a captain himself, and you bring in these like leadership type guys. I want to say there's three or four former captains on that one team. Yeah, and it's like you still cannot get it done in that moment when you need it the most. And it's yeah, I mean, I want to say um, games five and six they lost an OT. They forced like they were down and then they came back in the game and. Then they lost an OT, and I mean that is what it is. Like you, like the um, OTs in itself are really fluky. Like, right, right. Um, I game five's overtime. It was a close game, and um, they lost like after a giveaway within the first couple minutes. And then game six OT, they had thirteen out of the fifteen shots. It's just Montreal got one of the two that went. Right, you know yeah. what I mean. So, um. The issue I have with it is like that game seven, where you lose three to one, that's that's not a good game. That's pretty bad. That's, yeah. that's a bad game. Yeah, it was a pretty bad game. Worst yeah. game of the series, and it's it just you can't have that be your worst game of the series. Yeah, no, it was just uh, it was, you know, as you could say, like fluky. You know, overtime wins like we we right. always talk about, like you know, take overtime wins in the playoffs with a grain of salt, right? Always, one hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. But like at the end of the day, it comes down to. Who finishes who it? Who finishes it and who moves on? Yeah. And it, it, and it wasn't the Maple Leafs when it, when it very well should have been. Uh, this was the best team in the Canadian division by yeah. a bit, by a lot. Um, and I know we don't want to talk about the <laughs> NHL all day, but I, I posed this hypothetical before we started, and I want to ask you about it again. What is worse, in your opinion, getting swept or losing in a Game 7? Like, from a fan's perspective and then also from, like, a team perspective. Well, we could kind of talk about that because the Blackhawks... Have done both. They've, have they've, done both. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I would say a perfect way of saying this in my perspective would be, from a fan's perspective, would be, like, okay, when the Hawks lost Game 7 in the Western Conference Finals 2014, I was more heartbroken. Yes. When the Blackhawks got swept, I was more angry. I think it's two different uh, scenarios. Uh, would you rather? I don't know. It's kind of hard to think about it because, like, I guess, like, I wasn't as emotionally invested with the team because they got swept in a way. I was like, okay, well, it's over, right? Yeah. We like, it, I'm not as mo- like, I haven't all of my emotions for the past like month and a half haven't built up to this one point where we get knocked out in overtime, game yeah. seven, right? Like, right. that's just like pure heartbreak, pure like pain, you know, like all that. Um, so I think I'd rather take the sweep. And I think a sweep is more embarrassing as well. I think, like, especially if you talk about the Blackhawks, uh, we could obviously go into way more depth on this, but just from a general perspective, you know, when the Blackhawks got swept that year, that, that was very embarrassing. That, that that should not have happened. And so as a fan, I was like, well, that just makes me mad. Yeah. I, I guess for, from my side of it, like, I always view, I guess a game seven to me is, a little bit more painful to watch from a fan side of it because right, yeah, it, it, I mean, it is hard to you watch. have there's a little bit more expectations. It's gone the distance. You're one goal like you're one goal away from it being a different outcome. And like, fine, I I, I don't want to really talk about the Blackhawks a lot today because I know there's a lot of a lot of other stuff to talk about. But the Blackhawks in the five years like 2011, 2012, 2014, 2016, 2017, three out of those five years were all game seven losses. You know, that's. It stinks because in a game seven, yes, it's like one goal would have made the difference there. Um, a lot of times, yeah. A lot of times. In most it, game sevens, yeah. But it's just like, to me, a sweep is not nice, but it's just like a sweep is a de- definitive showing of this is not it. We're not there. Right. 
And sometimes, like, for example, like the 2017 after they did lose to Nashville, they really over, they over, Stan Bowman really just over, um, played his cards and was like, this is not the team, let's blow this up, basically, right. and yeah. he traded Joe Almerson and Panarin. Um, so I guess, I, I mean, I'd love to, we could do a whole podcast about what's worse in the playoffs, but, um, I think, uh, that's a good point. From the Maple Leafs' perspective, you could say that you're not far off. Yeah. But with a little asterisk, I would say, like, um, like this team hasn't made it past the first round, like you said. It's, but, it's yeah. very hard to say that this team is not far off when they just can't get it done. And the, and the experience is, that, like, Austin Matthews scores 41 goals this year. Mitch yeah. Marner's got 47 assists. He's got 67 points. And it's like, all of that goes for naught the entire year. But I understand, but not every team are the Blackhawks and Penguins that win when they're core. Like, these teams that, like Austin Matthews' team, they're four or five years, three or four years removed from getting, like, a top-round pick, a top-overall pick because their team was so bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, but... So it's like, yes, I understand, but not every team's going to be like the Blackhawks and Penguins and win when Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane are 21. Sometimes it's going to take, like, an Alex Ovechkin or a... Tampa Bay Lightning, where it takes a couple extra years, and but, you don't blow it up. But would you agree that a, uh, that a forward that scores 41 goals and another forward that has 67 points that are on the same team should go further than the second round of the playoffs but, with the supporting cast well, of how, like Jason Spezza, uh, Feligno, like you said, uh, Joe Thornton? Yes, like all these, all like like the veteran leadership is there. A hundred percent. The skill that, is there. That team, the depth is there. That team should have went way farther. And it's the same thing with the Edmonton Oilers where you have Connor McDavid not being able to get like a single point. Like, no, I think he got maybe one or two throughout right. the entire playoffs. Right. He puts up 100 and he can't get more than two. Exactly. Like, it's like, the same thing. I, like, yeah, my, my argument here is like, okay, fantastic. You can, you can get 100 points in a season, but if you can't get it done when it matters, like, who cares? In my opinion, like, you could, you could talk all you want about how Connor McDavid is this freaking amazing hockey player but he's never proven himself a single time when it mattered i understand but i guess it also goes the flip way like it goes the opposite way you like after the um the blackhawks had a great playoff run with brian bickle and all of a sudden they're like oh brian bickle is a top line guy and we're gonna pay him like it and then that really ended up costing them and like yes bickle obviously then had a health issue too so he can't gotta also take that with in the equation but like, I think it goes both ways where I don't think it's that these guys can't perform, like, can't do it in the playoffs. I think, of, like, eventually they're going to get over that hump. And I, I, I agree, yeah. Um, I just think that it's a matter of, like, like, look at Taylor Hall, for example. He's having a great time with Boston right now. And he had an and awful season. He had an awful season, yeah. and he's always been, like, every time he's been traded, it's like, oh, well, that team just automatically, like, went the wrong way. Like, Arizona, when they got Hall, was worse. Buffalo was just worse. And then now... He's finally having that run, you know. Yeah, and I, I, that's a good point too. But just like, I just like you said, eventually they will get it done. But like, that's the thing. You can't just keep saying like, oh, Event, well, yeah, you know, next season. Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid didn't do anything in this playoffs, but like, you know, in the future they will. It's like, right? That's that's not an acceptable thing to say if you're like a GM or if you're like a. It's like okay, like it comes to a point where like you guys need to do your job or else like we we need to start moving on. So like trade, you think? I'm, I'm not saying okay. That that's like. Oh, well, no, because you know, I was you know hoping you I mean. say that. I no, hope you say that. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just trying to say like, 
these guys are getting paid yes. to help these teams win. go far in the playoffs and win Stanley Cups, right? Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid are two perfect examples of players who are like generational talents that were drafted and have had a, a few seasons now to mature. And they've matured and they've like 41 goals at Austin Matthews, 100 points, Connor McDavid. Like they are showing that they are very good hockey players. And they, like, I just don't understand. I, I can understand, but, like, they just, they need to do it when it matters. No, I was hoping you'd say that because, like, imagine then Alex Ovechkin loses against um, Sidney Crosby and the Pittsburgh Penguins in the first round again in, like, let's just say, year, like, 2013. They win the President's Trophy again because they're always winning that, but yep. then they can't get it done in, they can't get out of, like, the first or second round. So, like, in hindsight... You don't trade Alex Ovechkin. You keep pushing because you know eventually you are going to win that Stanley Cup. But that same thought well, process that, says trade him. This, I mean, to be kind of funny here, you said you know eventually you're going to win that Stanley Cup. The, the GM of that team came out and said, like, well, now our window's kind of closing up. Exa- yeah, no, fair so point. They, so he thought they weren't going to win a Stanley yeah. Cup. But... I'm just saying, like, in that same thought process, you trade Ovechkin and you – you blow up that team because it's not getting it's done. It's not getting it's done, you know? I guess it just goes to how long are you willing to wait? I think when you have that group there, you know, like if you when you have your guy, you keep, you push every year no matter what. Like the Penguins do it every year. And yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's now kind of it's going to cost them when Sidney Crosby does retire, but you push when you have that player. Like the um Edmonton Oilers, for example, they had one trade during before at the deadline, and it wasn't very meaningful. And they didn't trade away their first round pick, and their GM was just like, "Well, you can't go in every year." It's like, no. If you have, uh, if you have Connor McDavid, and if you have Leon Draisaitl, you go in every year. I don't care. Yeah, like, and like, like, like the Blackhawks now, like, feel. pardon? Imagine how Connor McDavid feels. Yeah, it's like, like we're not going. I, he's like, well, why? Dude, why did I happen? just put up a hundred points? Yeah, he's like, I just. Carried the entire team on my back the entire year, and I, you're we're not going to do, do it in the playoffs, and yeah. it's, it's only going to get so far. Yeah, I don't know. I just like looking at this roster of, of Maple Leaf players. It's just kind of like ridiculous. Everything is there. I mean, yeah. obviously John Tavares gets hurt. That's a that's a pretty big um, hurt. Yeah, pretty big injury. But like you you do have like you know like you have Austin Matthews, your number one. You have like Jason Spezza, Alexander Kerfoot, William Nylander. Jake Muzzin, like guys who have been in the playoffs, like Jake Muzzin, Los Angeles Kings guy, who right. who who's been in the playoffs. Joe Thornton, obviously, um, Wayne Simmons a little bit, Zach Bogosian, like they have Nick Foligno. Like they should do more. Yeah, they they should do more. And like Nick Foligno, like okay, playoffs. He's he played four games. Um, I lost the stat line. Um, you know, good enough for one point and like an assist. I think that was it. Like. It's not so much you're asking, like, a ton from him. But, like, Austin Matthews played all seven games, one goal, four assists. That's pretty bad when you got, like, you know, freaking Alexander Kerfoot, who played all seven games and had a goal and five assists. And just similar to Matthews, yeah. it's like, why is Alexander Kerfoot putting out, the, like, the same work output that, like, yeah. Austin Matthews? Like, well, let me ask you this question then, because, like, Obviously, Toronto Maple Leafs are just a, it's a different organization than everyone else in the league where your fans are going to be, no matter what you do, they're going to be asking the question of, well, why not this, you right. know? And I guess then my question is, 
why why didn't like is there any rationale that makes sense that they didn't get like a um Taylor Hall then, you know? Like Taylor Hall was available. Obviously he Dude, got I, the choice. I don't even think they really even needed Taylor Hall. Oh, but they obviously did. I mean they obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. Obviously <laughs> they did, but like when you look like if if I looked at that roster before yeah. the playoffs started, I'd say this roster I think is good enough to go pretty far. At and least then if, the if they round. did get Taylor Hall, then the conversation would be, well, they needed that role player like Nick Felingo. Yeah, no, and I, I I just think like exactly, I, yeah. like, they didn't need Taylor Hall. They they really didn't need to do anything with their team before the playoffs. Uh, maybe goaltending a little bit, Jack Campbell. Like yeah, not you know, uh, he didn't even play that bad though. I mean, look at the save percentage point nine three four. That that's pretty good. Um, Goals against one point eight one. Like he's he didn't play bad. You can't blame it on him. But no, um, yeah, just like I don't know. It, it's just it's weird because that team does have like almost all the tools. Like if you, if you yes. ask me, like if you're like, hey, like would you take that team and you know want like like if that was your team to go to the Stanley Cup, would you be happy with that team? I'd say yeah. Like if that was my fantasy team to go all the way to the Stanley Cup, I'd say, yeah, like, that. that's a team that could get it done. Is that the team you'd pick, though? Because, like, look around the league right now, Pat. Like, And I, I, I want to talk about one other team, and I want to see if you're going to get the team I want to talk about. I, th- I think I know where you're going to go, but I'll, I'll let you talk. But No, 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 just say, say a team. But, like, I, I don't know, like, this team, it, it's like the team that the NHL loves to have. Right. It's, it's the team that, like, they score goals, they're in games, yes. they, you know, they're putting up points. Like they're, they're doing... They can be down by four, and they'd still come back and get right. OT. Exactly. Right. Like, their defensive core might not be where all the skill sets are, but like the offense is so exciting. And it's like, it's like everyone wants to watch a team like them mm-hmm. and they're explosive and they should be explosive. And they just weren't in the playoffs. And obviously it showed. Yeah. Um, it's. What's that team you were talking about? The Colorado Avalanche. Are you kidding? I mean, you could say they're a level up on the. Brandon Sod's on their third line scoring <laughs> goals. Like he did when he was with the Blackhawks during their championships. They are. One of the funnest teams to watch. Um, they're going to ruin my fantasy because I did do a bracket challenge and I picked <laughs> Vegas. They're going to totally kill you that. You picked Vegas? I, th- I mean, we going, were on the same page going into the poll. We were in the same page in February saying that Colorado was just going to wipe the floor with I everyone. I understand, but I wanted I wanted to be thinking outside the box. And <laughs> I mean, when you look at the Vegas Golden Knights, they are a good team that should do more until then they let Ryan Reeves just go out there and not play hockey and just basically try and fight everybody and injure people. I thought I thought Vegas was destined for more, and then all of a sudden, they apparently need Matthias Yanmark to score their goals, and they don't have anyone that can play. Yeah, offense. when I saw Matthias Yanmark, I was like, "Yeah, go Hawks, go Hawks." <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, Colorado's just I, I the collision course that's going to happen when like Colorado, Tampa, Boston, and you know Montreal meet in the conference finals. <laughs> Montreal, yeah, let's talk about how they're going to... No, it can, Canada's division is going to be Montreal or Winnipeg, and at this point, you can't count them out because both those teams knocked out Edmonton and Toronto. So the, we're going to be... one and two seeds, right? Exactly, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's so sad that that's going to be one of the teams in the top four, but those other three teams, when it's like Boston, Tampa, and Colorado, that is going to be some of the best Actually, hockey. let's back it up. You're counting out the Canes. I am counting out the You're Canes. They the lost Canes. game one. It was a good game. Yeah, fair point. Yeah, It was a good, good game. Fine. I'm counting them out way too soon. You have to realize the Canes are the one seed. The Canes are the one seed, but they already <laughs> lost home ice. That's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. That's true. They did lose home ice. <laughs> how, can you, how can you go against Tampa Bay? I mean, it's hard, defending yeah. Stanley Cup champions, um, 
I've, there's there's so Actually, many. How can you go against Tampa Bay? I'm just going to tell you. I'm going to say three words. Columbus Blue Jackets. Fair point, but they're gone. <laughs> they, they didn't even make it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't mean. Don't count out the Canes. The Canes are good. I, fine, <laughs> I, I shouldn't count them out, and I'm going to watch. Don't count games. out. Winnipeg, no, I'm kidding. Don't Winnipeg count out the New York Islanders, baby. They're gonna. Yeah, no, the, the Islanders. That that was that's pretty cool. I mean, that they uh, that was a good game. The, they they are game. a round a two game. team. They are a team that makes it to the second round. They they get their yearly. Let's beat the Pittsburgh Penguins because they do that. Yeah, that's their thing. Yep. And I think um, <laughs> I don't think Boston's a Boston's like a if I'm gonna rank the teams that are like in order of like who's gonna win the cup. You cannot count out the Boston Bruins. Oh they no, are, I agree. I agree. Like just I, a, I think a good team, you know. Heavyweight. They're like a heavyweight. That's a, that's a team that can. I think they'll know, always perform. I think they'll do their usual thing where maybe they can get to the Stanley Cup Finals and then they'll lose. You think that's, they could beat Tampa? Well, are they? You said they're reseeding. I, I, it reseeds once we get to the conference finals, so I couldn't tell you who's going to play who at that point. Oh, but. so we don't even know who could meet in the final. Yeah, no, this is a so, year where, like, so you like, can have, could, like... could Boston and, like, Tampa Bay meet in the final? Yeah, any team they could They could, okay, final. so technically two teams that could never meet in the final Right, could. It, this okay. could be, like, a really interesting Stanley Cup oh, final. Oh, yeah, year. actually, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. That so, would be pretty cool. Um, I, Like, I think it'll be... I mean, obviously, Colorado probably... Honestly, I don't know. Never mind. But it's just... I mean, they, they yeah, pretty convincing went over Vegas. Uh, and they were yeah. at Vegas, right? Yeah, no. Right. So like they were in Colorado, yeah. Colorado, I think if they get out of this round, just point wise already, they'll probably be guaranteed to play Montreal or Winnipeg. And then from there we're talking like Boston and Tampa or but, Boston yeah. and Carolina. Which is gonna be a great that'd be a really good series. Great series, yeah. And then whoever I it's So yeah, after uh, Colorado wipes the floor with Montreal or Winnipeg, they'll go to the yeah. final. <laughs> but obviously we're looking too far ahead of ourselves yeah, there right. and it's like there's a lot of hockey left to be played. But speaking of sports that there's not a lot left to be played, and obviously it's already done, like the Chicago baseball team's guaranteed first place in their divisions already. Yeah. It's over. We're going to October. Just steamroll ahead. Pat, how, how do you like the baseball teams in Chicago? Yeah, um, pretty cool that we're able to come back and talk about this after last week, after I was like, yeah, you know, the Cubs are going to start playing some tough games. Yeah. And uh, they've, they've, they won. They beat the Padres already. Uh, first in their division by half a game. With the Cardinals right behind, you could thank the White Sox for pretty much, yeah, that for beating up on the Cardinals after you guys couldn't really get it done. Um, but uh, and actually going back, the Cubs played the Indians and totally let down the White Sox back when it was close. But now it's not really even close. Um, so yeah, both teams playing pretty good ball right now. Um, Cubs making a resurgence, um, vaulting themselves back into the conversation. I mean, they only have three less wins than the White Sox. Uh, right now, it's only two more losses, so like they're they're playing some good ball. Um, I, I think I think they can make the playoffs. I also like we talked about last week. I really don't see them not winning their division. The Sox, uh, yeah. the Cubs. Oh, the Cubs. The Cubs are gonna win their division. Um, I think. I mean, it, it, that's like the mo- that's like besides the NL East, which is just like a complete crapshoot yeah. right now. Uh, that's like the okayest division, <laughs> and and it's like okay, you got like Milwaukee. You got um, Cardinals, you got the Cardinals yeah. and the Cubs. They're all like, okay, like yeah, we're we're, there. we're all kind of like having fun being okay. Yeah. Um, and I guess you can argue, you know, um, 
like AL West. I don't know. I, I just kind of see, like, when I look at the Cardinals and I look at the Brewers and I look at the Cubs, I'm just, I see three teams in the same division that are all, like, kind of at the same place. Right. That are all, like, the same skill set, same skill level. Well, um, the interesting thing with the Cubs, in my, my perspective, is, like, they're a team that, yes, they are in first place in their division. Yes, they're having a great run. But also, at the same time, they are a team that will probably wait until that trade deadline in July before, like, they will look at where they are at right then and there and then be like, okay, trading away Chris Bryant or, okay, no, we're going on. We're going to try and see what we can do. And, yeah, like, I want to get your thoughts on this, but. Right now? Uh, right now. Like, is, if the trade deadline was tomorrow, you, you keep Chris Bryant, obviously. Obviously, um, but, but it's not right now. We are talking, like, they could go, it could literally be they keep this going, keep this going, keep this going, and, like, they're right around there in first place, but Cardinals are right behind them. And if they lose like two or three games right before the deadline, it might be like, mm, do you just like what are your thoughts on the Cubs? Yeah, like, that's so knowing the Cubs <clears throat> um, and the way they kind of handled this offseason, they probably I think if that happens, um, I think they would still keep Chris Bryant. I think they would. Uh, I, I think. Um, what about Javi Baez? I don't think there's any talk of him going. They're going to keep Javi Baez. I think he's their like their guy. It's their, their, their big form. three. It's the big three guys though. Like it's it's Rizzo. Bryant, Rizzo if Rizzo and, doesn't, I mean Rizzo's like if he doesn't stay, like that would be a massive like. Rizzo's just. I think I think he's a I think he's a lifelong Cub. I don't think I think so too. But if he, I mean there was we there you know we heard some rumors at the beginning of the season like you know true. Um, well, he said that he doesn't want to talk about a contract. That fair point. Thing. He's like we're not going to talk about what it they offered season. was like pretty bad in comparison to what he was. Doing. Oh yeah. So it was like. If Chris Bryant goes, like that'd be the biggest. That'd be that'd be pretty bad. What I'm um, gonna I'm gonna show probably a little bit of a lack of um knowledge here, and that's okay because I think you know it. Baseball is weird in the sense that like, is there really a salary cap, and like, can't you go over and then you just you pay? Yeah, fines? no, baseball's salary cap's kind of weird in in that sense. I actually don't know. It's it's kind of complex the way yeah. it works. I I don't even really know too much about it. Like that's why um, good teams were always just always gonna stay good, but was because like. They don't. They didn't care about paying over. Like the Yankees, for example, they could just keep paying over the cap because they're like, yeah, we'll pay the fines. Yeah, right. And um, how's how's that going for them right now? Yeah, I mean, they're they're. Uh, I mean, they're okay, but not not no great shakes as of yet. But um, yeah, no, the Cubs um have some interesting moves to make. Um, and I I really think they're gonna keep Chris Bryant because this is the team that I thought they would be from the start of the season, like. I knew they were going to be okay. I knew they were going to, like, you know, hold their own. They played some bad baseball to start, but now they're playing to, like, the level that I think they can play at. Like, get some big wins here or there, lose, a, you know, a couple games after that sort of thing. Um, yeah. But they're 8-2 in their last 10. And they won their last game against the Padres, and uh, they are 12-9 um, and nine against teams that are above 500, which, go look at the White Sox. Um, White Sox are seventeen and fifteen. So, like, you, in a way, you could almost say. I mean, a very still kind of early in the season, but the Cubs yeah. do play have been playing well against good teams. So, um, yeah, interesting. Uh, the Cubs again still kind of a mystery to me, but uh, we'll see what happens with that team as they keep going forward. What about the other uh, Chicago team? That White I know Sox? you're a little bit of a fan of them. Yeah. But... yeah. Um, we saw a little bit of a, a shaky start from Rodon, uh, but the, you know, the offense overcame it. 
Um, and then, you know, the next game, Jimmy Lambert, you know, some some dude from the minors. They, they sent him right down after the game. But um, he started, they lost. Um, but they're on a little bit of a roll. 7-3 uh, in their last 10. I think they won, like, they swept, so, like, it's, like, what, let me see, 5-1 and one in their last 6 or something like that. Um, very happy with the way that team responded to getting swept by the Yankees. Taking two of three from the Cardinals and sweeping the Orioles was big. That was big. And I think it's even bigger they got two of three from the Cardinals because that was that was a pretty big series. Especially, like, you take a team that got swept by the Yankees and then you take two of three from the Cardinals who are still a good baseball team, like, that's huge. That kind of shows, in my opinion, a bounce back like that shows, like, this team is not going to give up. Right. Um, so I really like their performance last week and coming into this week. Um, and the Indian series, like, again, I was talking to my dad about this. Like, the Indians are a team that's always in it. Yeah. I mean, they could be like the Cubs where they have a year where they're like, you know, always like above 500 and like uh, like good and like above mediocre. Uh, or they can have teams where they're like going for the World Series like in 2016. Um, so they're always good. Terry Francona keeps the, his boys in, in the in the season for a majority of it. Um, so the, the Sox and Indians have had some, some great games. They're still 500 on the year. They're 5-5 five and five against each other uh, mm-hmm. this year. So really good series, you know. They play 19 times, um, and I'd like to see the Sox come out. I mean, they they, they have to come out with a winning record uh, if they want to be competitive in their division in that series. So, yeah, Sox are looking pretty good. Right. Sorry, take a drink of water there, but um, yeah, they're they're playing pretty good baseball. I'm happy with how they're playing. Like I said, Rodon kind of blew up the other day. Um, the offense picked picked it up for him, which is good. Um, you know, like I said before, you know, two of your biggest bats are out of the lineup, um, and then you have like Yasmani Grandal's been playing really bad. He hasn't been batting to hit to what he can bat or what we've seen him bat before. But um, right now, I'm content with the team, happy with the team, fun team to watch. Um, you know, they're kind of on pace for what they, you know, should be doing. Uh, you know, if you, you could say that even if Eloy and Luis Robert were back, you could even say his team might be a little bit better. But um, for, for, you know, after we're, we're a couple weeks removed now from the Robert injury and they're still playing good baseball. And that's that's a good sign to see that you that you can still play good baseball with literally two of your best players out. Yeah, I mean, I think it, the, the Sox are just like a they're a really deep lineup, you know. Yeah, like they're even, a wide, yeah. Uh, even without Eloy and Lewis Roberts, they're still getting it done. And I think it's a testimony of just how deep that lineup is and like how their bullpen is just loaded, you know? Yeah, no, their bullpen's been doing a little bit better too. I mean, they they still, there's a lot of baseball left to be played, but they've only played the Tigers three times. That's a lot of baseball games against the Tigers left to go. Yeah, you got 19 against 17 in your division. So yeah. So 16 more to go against that one group. That's, that's big. And like, obviously like, I it, whether or not they take the AL will be interesting. Like the Rays are a really good team, but yeah, and like the way it works in in the playoffs, or at least last year was different, or that yeah. that did matter. It's mostly just like okay, if you win your division, I know, but like got to look but, a little bit ahead. I right, think yeah, they they're a team that could compete for the AL too. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they're I, just two two games back from the Rays. You know? Yeah, and. um I think you cannot count out um, the. Uh, I'm sorry. 
Oh, but you're not. You can't count the Indians or the Twins out. Yeah. Twins have had some big injuries too, and I think they're just too skilled to not uh, be counted out quite yet. Um, they could bounce back very easily, just kind of like the Yankees did. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, it, it's tough to say right now, but I think the AL Central should be um, not a shoe in, but you could. You, it's a pretty good bet they're going to win it. Um, well, can I ask you this, Pat? Like the the Sox have one of the best home records. Well, they have the best home record within, I'm looking at it, within the entire AL. Um, but their away records, like, just 13-12. and 12. Like, they're 20-9 and nine at home, and on the road, they're just 13-12. and 12, Which, I mean, 13-12 is fine, but it's just 500. Oh, yeah. Point. If you're going to be... Like, does that really base- matter? It, I, yeah, I think it does. If you're going to be a good baseball team, you got to win games on the road. That's yeah, just... That's just... Because um, that's... You, you see good teams, like, again, like... The, ra- the Rays are 20-7. Right. Yeah. That's... They're... Better at on the road than they are at home, and that's which makes know. sense because they play in a crappy stadium. No, I'm kidding, but um, yeah, no, it's uh, you need to win games on the road. That that away record doesn't have to be anything great. It doesn't have to be you know twenty and nine. You don't have to be twenty nine both home and away. I mean, that's just almost, that's kind of impossible. But yeah, it needs to be better. Um, and at least they still have a winning record on the road. But um, I would like to see their record away go up and the record against above five hundred teams go up. Like, yeah. getting swept against the Yankees and then the way they responded was great. Um, but, like, you're, you're going to need to get into a position where you could be, you want to beat the Yankees. Right. And I think they can. I mean, the Yankees still have to come to our place and play some games. Um, and obviously, you know, their home record can, can speak to that. But, yeah, dropping, like, three in a row against the Yankees on the road, it's like playoff teams don't do that. Well, what do you think it is just about – because, I mean, obviously, like – Having fans in there, just being at home, or is it like glass bat make like do glass bats make a difference? I'm just asking, like, are the Sox not a like is their team not good enough that they it matters if they have the last bat? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. It's just like I think they feed off the energy of the fans, um, because it's exciting to be back home with fans after COVID and true, um, true. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I'd have to go and look at the stats. Not sure where I'd be able to find that, you know, or how many games they've won at the bottom of the ninth. Like if, if it's, a, I don't think it's like too too many. Right. Like they haven't had too many walkoffs to my knowledge. Like not like an absurd amount where it's like, oh, like they need to be home to win games. Um, but yeah, I, I think um, they they need to start playing a little bit better on the road. Um, you know that they need they need to. Like today, they, they got the Indians again. They need to um, win against the Indians today, and hopefully tomorrow they can get one more. Um, so, yeah, and then you got, like you said, the Tigers this weekend. That should hopefully be right. – hopefully they can sweep that. And, again, like sweeping sweeping four-game series, even against, like, bad teams, is hard to do. Like, it's hard to win, you know, all four against a team, uh, no matter how good they are. So, hopefully, you know, they can take at least one more of these Indians games, and then they can take at least three of the Tigers games and – Keep chugging on, and you got the Blue Jays who have been playing a little bit better, and then they go back to the Tigers, and then the Rays come to town. Yeah, they go to the Astros. Like as we go on, it's you know the the schedule is, is decently tough these next couple of weeks. Well, um, and just one other thing, maybe it's just a, a Chicago thing because the number one team in the league, um, for home wins is the Sox with their record of twenty and nine, right, on home, but number two in the league 
are the Chicago Cubs with a 19 and 10 record. So. Yeah, it's hard to hard to <laughs> hard to beat their home field. They get a good home field advantage yeah. with their fans, and um, you know, we won't make you say anything else that's good about the Cubs. <laughs> so that that we'll, we'll yeah. cut we'll that. But yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Cubs are good. Uh, can't count them out. Uh, it's annoying, but they're good, and they'll continue to get more media attention than the White Sox, even though it's not deserved at all. And hopefully we'll be able to talk about a Sox game that we went to. Yeah, I'm hoping to get to one of those Tigers games this week when they come back from Cleveland. They took that quick road trip to Cleveland, and uh, they'll be back against the Tigers and the Blue Jays uh, because they're going to get an off day a week from yesterday, uh, next Monday, first off day in a bit. So, um, yeah, Yeah. I'm looking forward to hopefully getting to one of those Sox-Tigers games this weekend because I haven't been yet this year. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see uh, what happens with uh, that and the NBA playoff been going on. I've been kind of following a little bit. I've been following the Utah Jazz, uh, but really, I don't think that's any of our specialties. Is the NBA? Yeah, um, I mean, uh, someone's gonna win. Yeah. Um, Everyone's telling me that I think the Nets are gonna win. I keep saying like, oh, the Jazz are gonna win, but I think it's the Nets that are gonna win. So, that's what people are saying. So, um, you you cannot cannot count out. Um, LeBron James, though, I will say that. Yeah. I, I, honestly, I mean, no. yeah, you can't count him out because the refs like to pave that perfect path for him. So to win speaking game. of refs, um, just not, I don't want to segue back to the NHL too much, but um, have you heard the stuff about how like people are complaining about the way refs call games in the playoffs? No, I have not. So apparently, like, I mean, I'll go back to the Oilers series for a second. Connor McDavid drew like the most penalties during the regular season and it's not being like a home like a homer type of thing where like the they cannot keep up to him so they are holding him they're hooking him they're doing anything they can to slow him down he did not draw a single penalty in the stanley cup playoffs because in a lot of ways like the way the refs call it it's like i don't want to influence the game and it's like influencing the game when a call should be called you need to do that, even if yeah, you don't so want to. You don't want to lopsite it, but also at the same time, if they are lopsiding the their penalties, that's not on the refs. That's on the players. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. It's uh, it's the first time I've actually heard that. It makes sense, like why you'd be frustrated about that. Um, uh, but at the end of the day, um, I don't know. Yeah, you can make whatever excuses you want. Um, you know, <laughs> end of the day, Connor McDavid can't get it done in the playoffs. End of the day, Austin Matthews can't get it done in the playoffs. Neither can uh, so Alex Ovechkin. Neither can yeah, it's a darn shame. Yeah. It's a darn shame. But you know who can get it done in the playoffs and has proven it three times is Jonathan Tays, Patrick Kane. Not to be a homer, not to be that guy, but hey, man. Uh, I remember there was a day. How old was Kane when he won his first Stanley Cup? Twenty-one. Yeah. How old is Austin Matthews right now? How old is Connor McDavid right now? Yeah. I think they're twenty-three, twenty-four. Yeah. So they, and they don't have cups yet. That's a shame. That's a shame. Yeah. No, but because but now people are like, you're wasting Patrick Kane's prime. That's true. Okay. Either so if 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 in three or four years the Maple Leafs then win their cups and then a couple years after um, Matthews and them all retire it's like they had a great career it was a great career they they didn't get it done but then they did but if the if Taze and Kane um played out with Chicago and then they end up not winning again it'll be like wasted 
because yeah, they got that success early, but then they couldn't later. It's yeah, like, if you're well, gonna I mean, win, it's, but it's not their fault. It's not their no. Like, oh, it's not their fault, but it's it's all Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews' I mean, fault. It, it it's kinda, all those guys' fault, but it's not reciprocated. I'll, here, me, I'll back this up. I'll back this up. I'll back this up. Um, I guess you could say it's, <laughs> no. not, it's not necessarily Connor McDavid. I mean, he's he, like we talked about before. He doesn't really have a supporting cast. Yeah. Um, Austin Matthews, like again, you can't have five points in a playoff series if you're Austin Matthews. You need more points than five. Five points in a playoff series? He scored one goal. He scored one goal. Five points in one playoff series translates to 20 overall, which gets you like a con Smythe sometimes. What I'm saying is Austin Matthews cannot be good for one goal in a playoff series. True. No, he needs to score more goals in a playoff series. Uh, okay, but four assists, have you, have you, have good. You, have you heard of this guy? And have, uh, have you heard him before? His name's Carey Price. Oh, trust me, I've heard plenty about Carey Price. Carey Price is the career. god of the yeah. Montreal Canadiens, and now he's actually real sh- playing real, real shame good. he doesn't have a Stanley Cup. Hey, <laughs> this is his year. When you, that great conference final that's going to include Montreal, yeah. Boston, Colorado, 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 and that's so sad that that's going to be that. Can, uh, how, about, how about we just give Carolina and Tampa a bye yeah. and just knock out... Uh, the Canadian division. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now knowing our luck, Canada's division's going to I knew that whole long. Canadian division thing was going to be a very bad play. Like, that that was probably the... I mean, obviously, I, it I'd had call it to the, happen. I'd call it the Pacific division of normal yeah. years. You know what I mean? But even I'd say it's even worse than a Pacific division because you, you're only... Yeah, true. Your only real contenders up there were, like, Toronto and Edmonton. Who are gone. Who are gone. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, like... That division from the start, obviously, there you know, with COVID restrictions, there was nothing that could be done about it, especially with Canada. Yeah, you know, they're they're and the way they're handling it. Um, but um, yeah, like that from the start, that just spelled out disaster because in recent years, like I know what I mean by recent years is like the last like 10, 15 years is like we haven't seen success from Canadian hockey teams very much. Yeah. Um, and and like you know what was gonna what was gonna be different about this year. You know, obviously, because we see nothing. Um, but, yeah, like that division, and it's just kind of a disaster the way that played out. Um, and uh, that's okay. You know, it had to happen this year with COVID. That's fine. Um, not to say the Stanley Cup champion isn't warranted, um, because it definitely will be. This is more warranted than I'd say last year. Um, actually, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I'd say that. I'd take that back, actually. But, um, yeah, I don't know. That Canadian division was kind of a, a nightmare, and I, and like I said, like going in, like I was pretty much like ninety percent confident that Edmonton and Toronto would not make it out of the first round. And I'm not trying to say I called that. I I I told you that Toronto was not making it past the first round. I I remember saying my face that, right now. If you're still listening, my face is just utter. No, you didn't. I I totally said that. Totally. I no told, one. I said I, no said I would not be surprised. Edmonton and Toronto not being here. You think you said this on the podcast? I know. I never said it. No, I we weren't doing the podcast Fine, back point, then. But I I remember saying I said I will not be surprised if Toronto is not in the second round because they don't go to the second round. That's a team that just can't do it. Never can. Never will. I shouldn't say that. I'm just being ridiculous yes. now. But, okay. But I, I'm not surprised that both those teams are out, and I I love to cheer against them because they're so overrated every single year. Every single year. Oh my God, Connor McDavid. Oh my God, Austin Matthews. And what happens? Poof. They're gone. The second round, we don't even talk about them anymore. I don't think They're it's overrated goals. when they put up 40 goals in the regular season. Again, points. can they do it when it matters? No. If they didn't 
face no. Connor Halbick. This next series, this next series, Connor, is, are you kidding? Connor Halbick was great. He was and great. So was but Carey Price. That's not. He's he, a like he won the Vezina le- maybe last year. I think. Okay. Um, both of those goalies are very good goalies, but come on. This coming series is it's just going to be the two goalies on the ice. They're just going to play one v one. Yeah. I mean, because I don't know. Just saying that. Uh, that the that those uh, Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews, it's like, True. yeah, you guys are great. You guys look cool. You guys score cool goals. Yeah. You you get lots of goals. You get lots of points. Um, but then when the playoffs come around, you score only one goal. And I don't. Like well, you're, you're good for one goal. Well, but congratulations, I, Austin Matthews. I'll give you a nice little golf clap. And Corey Perry has more playoff goals than Patrick Kane does this coming this past season. Yeah, because Patrick Kane's on a golf course. He uh, was. He was a he's couple. He's at Beverly Country yeah. Club. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's he's golfing too, um, but yeah, now Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid are doing the same thing, almost as quickly as Patrick Kane <laughs> uh, was doing it. So, yeah. Any other uh, tidbits? Anything you got, Patrick? Any, anything? I mean, that was that was really it. Just kind of it's kind of comical to see, you know, the league and the media get so hyped up over these players, only for them to sadly fade out. Fade out of the conversation. What are your like thoughts on Like, next week, we're going to be about these guys. They're out. They're out of the conversation next week. Did you see that Wayne Gretzky signed with... Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm, I'm really excited. I think the NHL is actually, like, starting to get their media... Right. And hopefully right. they get yeah. hopefully they get to say more than, uh, you know, uh, got to get pucks in deep. Pucks and, in uh, deep. Got to... <laughs> Gotta shoot the puck more. That's 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 the key. Pucks for... in deep, you know. <laughs> Gotta get our legs underneath us. So. <laughs> yeah. Let them be played. Let them actually talk. Yeah, no, I'm pretty excited with the the new media stuff coming with the NHL. Uh, and the Seattle Kraken are coming. Their rinks coming along. They, I think they, they not. I think I know they signed at least one player already. I don't know if you saw that. I did see that. Yeah. yeah. Not sure. You know, kind of a guy. I'm excited for the Kraken. I think yeah, I, I'm thinking about buying a hat. I'm thinking <laughs> about being a fan. Yeah. Um, yeah. I th- I think, um, I will say this about the Kraken. I think there's a they are in a no win position. I think there's, like, because they're following the Vegas Golden Knights. So like, honestly, as an expansion team, your ex- expectations should be nothing. Right. But because they are following the Vegas Golden Knights, their expectations are be higher. Um, going to the Stanley Cup final. If unless they win the Stanley Cup, they it's disappointing. It's disappointing. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I, I we'll see what happens. You know, I, like we've already talked about, the stupidest yeah. thing ever is Vegas is protected from that whole expansion. Thing. They they should not. They should have. That, to. That's ridiculous. That's the stupidest thing. I mean, classic NHL being NHL. I mean, that's just something they would do. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's no reason Vegas should. No, no reason at all. I mean, they're they like, they are one of the top teams in the league. Yeah, and there's no reason that like their lineup you can't could, take. You could even argue that like this might actually help them in a way. Um, I mean, like not having to take like, a, a depth player away in a way. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I will say this about Vegas: I thought they would at this time. I thought they would have been. I can't. I don't know. like. This is their fourth year in the league. Yeah. Um. I would have thought they've had a little bit and they, more. And they made the playoffs every year they've been in the league. Correct? They have, which is yeah, great. But I'm just saying, fantastic. Yeah, like they were a team that I think even their their owner was like, we're on a four to six year window to win a cup. And if this is their first year of that window being actually open, like last year, that's that ending was just they lost to Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
the year before that they had their implosion against San Jose. Yeah. And then if this year, if like if they get really steamrolled by Colorado, which I mean they lost seven one in game one. Like I'm excited to see how they answer, but if they get steamrolled, I, I I'd say that they're. You know what I think? A, I think a perfect comparison to this, and you, you could call me crazy in a way because Colorado still hasn't necessarily like. Yes. Really proven themselves at like the playoff level yet? Like okay. this is like their first like you know. This is their coming out party. Yeah, yeah. right. Their coming out party. Right. Um, but I can almost compare it to like, and maybe I'm being over dramatic with Colorado too, but like. Vegas is like Minnesota, and Colorado's like Chicago. Like, back when those, like, Minnesota was, like, all right. Minnesota was, like, maybe not good enough to win the Cup, but, like, yeah. good enough to go past right. the second round. Like, I, I, they see, ran into I a see super what you're team. saying. They ran I into, like, a, a super, like, big heavyweight team with lots of goal scorers. That, but I would have called Vegas a super team a year or two ago. You know what I no, mean? I, no, I wouldn't either. No, I would have called Vegas a super you team. You would have. I would have, yes. They, when they, they have Alex Petrangelo, Mark Stone... Max Pacioretty. Um, but you're saying you, you would call them I two would, years ago, or now you're calling them that now? No, I I would have called them that, like, a year ago, or, like, when this season began. But now, like, they don't look like that, and they're not getting the goals. Like, again, again yeah, they, like the they traded for um, they traded for Yanmark because they weren't getting depth scoring. They, yeah. They're a team that should be getting depth scoring. They're a team that should be doing way better than – and I will say this about them, too. They are a team that somehow they're they're going to have salary cap issues. Like they are already in a position where they have no space because yeah. they're giving out contracts to guys that are yeah right in their thirties. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, right. No, yeah, for sure. And yeah, I mean, I think they're going to be another version of the Blackhawks in a way where like you know salary cap hell and all that sort yeah. of thing. Um, but yeah, like you said, like the, like they have a lot of skill on that team, a lot of good players, like a lot of big names on yeah. that team, a lot of big names on that team. Now, well, let me ask you one question. I know that we don't know like what finals are going to look like or what matchups could look like, but I will say this. The one team I think that could stop Colorado, and I want to hear if you agree with this, I think it'd be the Tampa Bay Lightning. Man, you really like the Lightning. I know. I, 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 did a sw- I did a switch on the Lightning because I will say – let me say this. Colorado is in a position where I think they remind me very much of like – Tampa Bay in 2015, a really good young team, still trying to take like an. Honestly, they they look like the best team. They're a Presidents Trophy winner, and they're you know a three seed. Yes, <laughs> that's that's pretty funny. What do you mean they're a three seed? Oh, excuse me. Um, are we talking about Tampa or Colorado there? Oh, excuse me. No, no. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. My bad. So Colorado yeah. won the yes. won the Presidents Trophy. They're a number one team in the league, but Tampa's still the defending Stanley Cup champions. And they're also, like, I'd argue if any team's going to give Colorado a run for their money, it's going to be Tampa eventually. Yeah, I agree. Or I think even Boston could, too. Bo- yeah, Boston's the other team um, I wanted to name. Yeah, no, Boston Boston and Car- and um, Boston and Tampa Bay are, like, your... Yeah. Obviously, your teams that are always in it. Your teams that yeah. are always skilled. Your teams that are always deep. And your teams that are always pretty scary to play against. Yeah. Um. And I agree. I think uh, Boston. I think honestly, I would. I think Boston would give Colorado more of a run for their money than Tampa would. Yeah, and now in no a way, are... Boston plays that like we all. They, they always have been that physical game. Very, right? they're very physical. They're very, yeah. they're just. I mean, like, I think Washington self imploded a lot more than Boston just totally oh, yeah. killed them for sure. Like Boston's sure. a team that 
they're reliable throughout all 60 minutes, and then they wait for you to make a mistake, and then they capitalize on it. You know what I mean? Which is, like... A good way good, to play. Good teams need, that's what yeah. a good team is. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think that... I mean, again, it's 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 crazy because, like, we, we do this once a week, so we'll know a lot more in a week, but, right. like, no series is done until it's over. You can have Toronto and Montreal on it be 3-1, and it's not going to end. You know what I mean? Right. So, we'll, we'll wait and too, see. With yeah. that series, that was a good that series. That was a good series. Yeah. I really, I wish, and that's why I'm less high on Vegas now is because they couldn't get it done against the Wild. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? That, yeah, they, they, they couldn't close it out as quickly as, you know, they yeah. should have. They should have. Um, and, and also credit to Minnesota, they are they were a good team this year, and I, I you know, um, I think they they definitely had it in them to make it to the second round. Um, you yes. know, just just you know, just like they two really great teams that played each other, a really great series, and you know, eventually there's got to be a winner, and it wasn't Minnesota, it was Vegas. You could say the same thing if Vegas lost too. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but yeah, I, I would just say yeah, like Colorado. I mean, after that first game. It looked scary. It, it looked. Yeah, it looked. Yeah. I hope that it's more entertaining than that. <laughs> I hope you know. Yeah, but um, like you said, um, you know, lots of speculation. We'll know a lot more next week. Um, yeah, very excited to see. They don't play till Wednesday. Yeah. Um, so hopefully, we'll have a better idea of like what the the Avalanche look like and the um, Lightning and Carolina series looks like. But I, I, I know you don't agree with me, but I think. Um, you can't count out the Canes yet. Yeah, oh, I'm, no, I'm, I mean, not, I'm not saying I, that I'm from like a joking perspective. Short. No, I, I'm like not trying they, to They are short. a good yeah. team. They are a good team. Um, and so, yeah. And, but, but, like, and it, everything you said is valid. I agree with it. Like, yeah. Tampa Bay, they, they're freaking – they're I, not a – like, the way it sh- shook out was that they were a 3C is what I was saying. It's it's the same thing as, um, like, the Blackhawks when they – like, the Blackhawks, I think, were a 3C during 2015. Yeah. It's just, like, they're a team that – Yeah. They didn't even need – they don't care about their seating. They didn't. They don't care about it. You and know what I mean. Seating doesn't mean it. Yeah. Like Carolina, right. I think they really were pushing for a Presidents Trophy. Yeah. That looked good for them. You right. know. Yes. Yeah, so but exactly. Yeah. Tampa, it's like okay, it's time to get to work. They've already done this. They've had. They have that experience. They didn't get Kucherov back until the playoffs, and during the regular season, they split it with Tampa. And excuse me, they split it with Carolina. They both went won four games. So it's like they didn't need. They didn't care. You know. Yeah. It's kind of funny because, like, this is, like, Carolina's like, oh, we're playing Tampa Bay, yeah. like, big series. And Tampa is like, all right, let's just get this done. Let's get to work. Right. Like, Tampa, I think it's, like, it's similar to that 2015 Blackhawks where they have the experience. But Tampa, to me, they still have that skill of just, like, just they're going to demolish you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, you know, that first game was, it was a good game. It was, it was a good game. It yeah. Really no, I'm was. really, I'm, I'm selling Carolina way too short. It, but, like, again, you, it's not like you're not valid, though. Like, you, you can do that because, like, again, like we're saying, this Tampa Bay team, is it's very good. Yeah. It's very good. It's going to win games. This is going to be a pretty good series. And, like, for all we know, Tampa Bay can 7-1 Carolina next game just, like. Right. But then like, also, I also could see Carolina doing that again, too. It's yeah. like, it's, they're just, they're two good teams. Yeah. Just really good teams. And I think at the end of the day, I think you're right in saying, like, Tampa Bay, they, they have more depth. They have more skill. They have more experience. They have everything more. I just think they have, like. Steven Stamkos, Brandon Point, Victor Hedman, Nikita Kucherov. I can keep going, you know? Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky, yeah. Ryan McDonough. Right. Whereas, I mean, Carolina has just 
the kids, you know, yeah. like they can, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> have, like, Sebastian Ajo, yeah, you know, like those guys, yeah, yeah. I think the, the same way you're talking about Minnesota, Chicago with um Vegas and Colorado, I think it's the exact same yeah. thing with that's a good this pick. series too. Yeah, if if not, maybe like a Pittsburgh Washington where you have like Washington's always good, but Pittsburgh's just always better. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the kids, yeah, <laughs> right. That's that's literally like what they, that's their branding. They like to brand themselves yeah. as that, and uh, yeah, like, I mean, how many? Like, I think I I know I can probably name like a couple players from Carolina, but it's they're a collective to me. They're not like a one or two superstar team. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. They're a collective team. Yeah, like you know Andre Sveshnikov. Yeah, you know Brett Pesci. Pesci. Um, Sebastian Ajo, like I said, Jordan Stahl with that veteran leadership, Nakes, Martin Nakes, Brock McGinn. Yeah. Um, they like have the guys. Tabo. Yeah, they do. They really do. But it's just um, like. Martin Nuke. Yeah, like looking at Nino Niederreiter. He's have some playoff experiences. Brady Skate. How do you say his name? Brady Skate. Skate. He was Rangers guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. He played with the Rangers. But I want to say, like, the most Stanley Cup experience on that team, I mean, I. I'm going to say Tivo Teravainen. Cedric Paquette. Yeah. He came from Tampa. He's got a ring. Yeah. With Tampa. But, uh, you know, this is this is something that I just... This is more funny, but also, like, could be argued for. What if I told you Sebastian Ajo is better than Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews? In the playoffs? Better. Okay, sure. Well, Pat, I know, I know your argument here. <laughs> It's just five what? goals, five goals, five goals, two assists, five goals, two assists for Sebastian Ajo. How's their, how's their scoring spread amongst their team? I'm looking right now. So you got, uh, let's do this. Let's actually, so Ajo's got five. Jordan Stahl's got four. McGinn's got three. Nakas got two. Trocek's got two. Dougie Hamilton's got a goal. Pesci a goal. Sveshnikov a goal. Tavo yeah, a pretty goal. good. Yeah. The, the spread is there. It's pretty good. Like when I looked at Toronto's, it was like, okay, yeah, top four, heavy. one, one, yeah. zero. Everyone else. So it's like, yeah, it's spread out pretty well between their guys, um, and and like again, like they had a good season. You know, maybe some of that can be spoken to who they play it all year long. I mean, that that the Central Division yeah. was pretty pretty weak in a in a sense. Like, no, I mean, it's Florida. Weak. Florida was like uh, weird. No, Florida like was not, good. They were good, but like. Th- those top three Not teams like were solid. Real. Those th- top three teams were tol- solid, but then it was everything else where you're, you have Columbus, Detroit, Chicago. You, Chicago. Those guys could like just um, totally like just bump their stats up playing those three teams. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, it was just it was uh, weird how it was this year. Um, but yeah, you know the Canadian or the um, the Canes are pretty good. Their scoring spread is is. Uh, is pretty good, um, and yeah, I mean, like even Sebastian Ajo's got two game-winning goals already. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's he's a he's a big one for them, and uh, yeah, I'm he's, excited. He's, yeah, I, you know, like there's a. There's I was excited a, when I saw that series. I mean, I was super excited for that Nashville Carolina series. Lived up to the hype. Yeah. All actually, I don't think there was very few series that weren't like entertaining. You right, know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like even. Actually, the only series I think that wasn't entertaining was Colorado St. Louis. That was that was yeah. done. But it was entertaining in the sense where we're like we're watching a really good hockey yeah, team, like, right? Beat exactly. up on a team that's actually like this. Yeah. Like 
Okay, the Blues, like, that wasn't, like, the Blues being, like, bad, in my opinion. That was just Colorado being, like, we're... Yeah, yeah. no, if, if I'm the Blues, I don't... Don't don't explode your team. Yeah, you know right, what I mean? Right. Like, that was just... Like, you guys just ran into the, yeah. the freaking... And even the, the other sweep, like, three of those games went into OT. You know what I mean? Right. So, th- there was a lot of good hockey in round one. I think round two has a lot of good matchups, too. And then round three, like, the next round of hockey is going to have Stanley Cup final matchups. Right, you know? with with the exception of the, those two little Canadian guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> for being honest, that's probably going to end up being like the best second round yeah. series. I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to Winnipeg in the conference. Final. Yeah, yeah, well, or or who would have thought Montreal or Winnipeg? I think would that be destroyed that everyone's bracket. Like, if, yeah, I think it did. It really did. Like it's not on par to like a couple of years ago when every do you remember every wild card yeah. team won round one? Actually, that yeah, was what, fun. Yeah, yeah. But like, that's what the Canadian division reminds me of. Like, yeah, just <laughs> with Winnipeg and Montreal. Gosh, I I knowing just the way we're talking right now, we're gonna have to have a podcast where it's gonna be and the Stanley Cup champions the. Winnipeg Jets. Winnipeg Jets. Or the Montreal Canadiens. Anything can happen in the playoffs, man, I guess. It's, yeah, you know. that's going to be the moral of the story. And yeah. Corey Perry led his team to victory. God, I hate Corey Perry. Yeah. What a dirty player, man. That's a story for another that's day. A, that's a story for another day. Thank, thank you for watching, Pat. Thanks for, thanks for or, excuse me, thank you for listening. And Pat, thanks for being here. Yeah, of course. It was uh, fun, as always. And um, just looking forward to... Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews not being talked about on next week's show because they're. Do you do you know who? <laughs> do you know who Seth Jones is? By the way, I do. Yeah, yeah. Do you think the Blackhawks should get? Oh, him? I, I yes saw your no? I saw your thing about that. Yeah, that that's pretty interesting. Because um, I got people in the comments that were like, see, no, and then I got people in the comments that were like, Stan Bowman can't do it, and then I got people in the comments saying yes. So, it, a Seth Jones signing would make. Just like it'd be, a, it's a typical stand move. Not a signing, trading. You you have to or, or, whatever. trade for bring, him bring them in would yeah. be a such a Blackhawks and stand. Like what bring, do you mean? Bring a guy in who's like who's who's pretty good, right? Just like you did with um, Duclair. Just like like Ducla- I, no, Pat, Seth Jones is their number one elite defenseman. He is the missing piece to that blue line where we we have. Two, three, fours, guys. But we don't have but that see, number I, one guy. I don't think a Seth Jones sign, like trade like if we got Seth Jones, okay, okay, well, play out for me how that would go. Like, tell me who we give up for Seth Jones. Like, I, tell me how, like in your mind, would you like, give up? Like, tell me like how in your mind, like how would you want the trade to go? Or no, not how you want. How do you think the trade would go? So I said what I wrote was I think I said a first round pick, and I'd give up. Like, I'd give up Lucas Reichel, their number one draft pick from last year, and I'd give up two of those defensemen that we have. You, I'd, give up, you... I'd give up Adam Bogfist. I don't care. Oh. I would. Folks, go listen to last week's show where Jimmy was talking about how Adam Bogfist is still going to be. No, I mean, I yeah, he's going to be that, but the Blackhawks, <laughs> no, they I'm don't just, need I'm messing with you. Yeah, bro. I know. But, I mean, <laughs> I, I'd even, but then people were like, oh, you need to give up a, like, they want a number one center for him. And I was debating about it back and forth, and I think I would still do it. I'd probably give up Kirby Doc for him. Okay. After all the, like, it, you know, whatever situation it yeah. may be, do you really think it would be worth it? I think in that sense, I don't think, like, again, I think a move like that would just put us right back to where we are right now. I think 
the biggest issue with the Blackhawks team is their defense. That I agree. I would agree. And I think there is the long term answer of fixing that defense of just waiting and hoping that one of these guys hits as an elite defenseman. I don't think it's going to happen. I think I these guys are undersized. I think they're but they're just... offensive minded. And I don't know if they have the skill defensively. But like my, and I, I don't think I'm, you can keep going forward with Duncan Keith playing twenty five <laughs> minutes a night. Yeah, no, you can't. Um, I, you're right. And I think Seth Jones is twenty eight years old. I want to say, or he might twenty six or twenty eight. Can look him up. Those are two different numbers in this league. I think it might be twenty six. He is uh, twenty six. So if you can bring in a twenty six year old Seth Jones. Sign him for eight years. Sign him to the, however much money he wants because he is the face of your defense. You talked about it yourself. You mentioned the Columbus Blue Jackets beating the Toronto Maple, uh, yeah. the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah. Seth Jones played over thirty minutes a night in every one of those games, and his analytics aren't great, and that's what everyone won't shut up about. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know if you go back and look at Duncan Keith's analytics during his really good years, and I doubt they were good too. He is a a difference maker on that blue line where if you had Seth Jones and you could still put Duncan Keith on your like their second pairing and you mix and match press like your um Wyatt Kalyanucks, Riley Stillman's yeah. in there. I think that defense I think in three or four years we're talking about Seth Jones as like a Victor Hedman. I don't know. I just in my opinion I feel like a move like that for what what you would have to give up yeah. to get him. Would subtract your team. Would subtract your team a lot, and then okay. Seth Jones would bring a lot to your team. Yeah, and overall it would just be like a nothing happened type thing. It would be like we kind of picked off where we left off. I understand, but I also think that yeah, like if, if you got to give up Kirby Doc to get Seth Jones, I say no way. If you have to give up Kirby Doc to give up Seth, if you Kirby Doc, and I think you still probably need to give up another thing. Yeah, and, and so, I think I, so. Like, Kirby Doc in this year's first round good. pick isn't good enough. Is too much it, for you because like. I understand. I just, I just, I do understand. Again, like you're building that blue line, which is what we need to do. I agree with you 100%. And picking up Seth Jones, like, you know, if if it was, you know, like, for example, like maybe, maybe if it's a free agent signing, we're talking, we're having a different conversation, maybe with Capsules, whatever it is. Like, if if that was the case, but like a trade would just be hard to execute, I think, in a sense where like it would still kind of keep that team in like that mediocre, you know, like. I guess it would. It would maybe the, the add a team, little bit, but not. If if you're saying you want to go for another Stanley Cup with Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane, it is a move you need to make. If it's a if it's if it's a move you need to make if you want to win a cup with those guys. But if you want to if you want to win a cup five or ten years down the line, then yeah, it might it's going to hurt your team. Yeah, and that's that's fair. But like, um, do, do you think that like picking up Seth Jones? Would vault us into an instant contender position. That's what I wrote. Yeah, I think that. <laughs> See, that's where I think. No, not crazy. maybe not instant, but I think 2022-2023, Yeah, that's that's my year that the Blackhawks what, what, be good. What, what else? Where is ever like? What do you mean? Like, who else am I? Like, what? What am you I? You had missing? Patrick Kane. Like, would it we just be like, like an Edmonton? Where it's like, okay, we have Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taze. I'm saying Jones. a contender. I'm saying second or third round. I'm not saying. Stanley you, Cup but right you away. also just said if you want Patrick Kane and Jonathan Tays to win another Stanley yeah, Cup. Yeah, no, I think this gives you your best chance to do oh, it. Oh, okay. So I think, like, if if you trade away Kirby Doc, I don't think, because I also wrote about how the team should maybe trade Dylan Strom this summer. 
It, That's it, something I that yeah. would be something I think could be good for the Hawks. What a Dylan Strome trade? Yeah, I, I agree, but I also think that if you trade a Dylan Strome for any defenseman to try and like kind of, it won't fix be a, it won't be a very good. It, defenseman. It's not going to be a game changing defenseman. Yeah. It's going to be a defenseman that struggled on his previous team, and like, probably we're going like to see. A, oh, it's going to be another Nikita Zadorov. Yeah, yeah. We're, we already have that. You're right. The Blackhawks are desperate for a number one defenseman. This is the only real possibility fine to get one right so, now. So, does Seth Jones like want out of Columbus or something, or is it just like? So it came out like a couple days ago that okay, so he's gonna, um, he 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 informed the team that he doesn't want to resign there at the end of his contract next year. Okay, and then, um, oh, so you're nothing, saying we we would trade for Seth Jones, and then and he would have a year left on his contract, and then we sign he we would I, sign him after that. I think. If if you look at where the Blackhawks are going and just the city of Chicago, yeah, I think he'd resign with us. He's playing in Columbus. I mean, you have to take a little bit of a discount. We can't pay him the money he deserves, in my opinion. I think he can make seven or eight million a year. Would you agree with that around that number? Yeah, I think I would say so. Yeah. I if you look at where more. the Blackhawks are at, I think they can they can fork up seven or eight million. But that would be it. What do you mean that'd be like? It? That would be we'd be pretty close to the cap at that point, right? I mean, it's a flat cap world, but next summer you have Calvin DeHaan, Connor Murphy, and a, a ton of other guys. Andrew Shaw's contracts off the books. Um, I I still I wrote about it, and I think I still agree with that that this team needs to get rid of Seabrook's contract. Yeah, and but I, that's near that's impossible. An, that's near impossible, and yeah. you need to give up basically a first round pick and probably a prospect. Yeah, and I I. I almost I, I want to ask you. Do you think cap space to me is worth more than just getting another mid round first round oh, pick? For sure. You uh, know. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. I think that if if yeah. you can find any team that will take a first your first round pick this year, which is I think eleventh, and a yeah, prospect, is, yeah. I would get rid of that. And then yeah, then you have that cap space to sign guys and yeah. give extensions to yeah. these players. You know yeah, what I no, mean? No, I I agree that that's like that's like. What a smart GM would do, I, yeah. I think. I yeah. like, but then again, look what we're dealing with here. But uh, <laughs> but I, I, it's gonna take. It takes a lot of. It's gonna take a lot of like, interesting moves yeah. to actually get this team to a contending spot. And yeah, I don't no, think Stan I, Bowman I does it. And it's just like I wish you were at the home, man. I wish you were the GM. I wish this was NHL twenty one. <laughs> but just look at what the Blackhawks end up doing with these picks. You know, like, um, they're not doing much with the first round picks. Yeah, you know, like you're I mean, getting Kirby Doc was. It, right, but he was the third overall pick. I'm talking like you traded away Henry Yogi Haru eventually. Yep. Um, Adam Bockfist is still on the team. So is Nicholas P- Budine. But you've traded away all these other picks. So while it's just a number, it's an 18th overall pick, or while it's still just a random pick next year, trade it away and use that leverage of oh the Blackhawks are going to be bad. This is going to be a really high pick, and bet on yourself that you're going to be a, a better team than that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. It's I it's it's an interesting situation and in everything in itself, you know. Yeah, and, yeah um, that would kind of have to change. Like Stan would have to be kind of more of a go getter in that sense, where like he, yeah, you go get Seth or you go get you know. And obviously, I agree. I get rid or make a crappy yeah. move to get rid of that Seabrook contract. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to trade for Seth Jones. I would want to sign him this coming off season, but or the, like next off season, you know. Right. But Seth, like the Blue Jackets, came out and said that they're not going to um. The, the blue, I th- it was a rumor that then the Blue Jackets are looking to trade him right now, and they're not. He's not going to be on the team next year because 
from their perspective, they don't want to lose him in free agency. Right. And from they want any, to get something. exactly. Yeah, yeah. And any other team, if you look at it, if you trade for Seth Jones this summer, you're expecting to sign Seth Jones. You know what I yes, mean? Yes. Yes. So that's why I'm and saying like, the Blackhawks like, have to like give a, it up. I, or maybe like it's like a something like a Carolina or like a like yeah. they pick him up as a rental. You know, like. Maybe not like I think like it'd be cool. It's it'd a, be a very cool, expensive rental. That's true. It would be a pretty yeah. It's true. It's, you think about rental players or not? Yeah, you're right. That rental is, that's players. A, that's a that's a very good point. I think defensive rental players, and he wouldn't even be like he's a like Taylor Hall is different than Seth Jones in the sense that like Seth Jones is like a player that's gonna you can build a defense around. Yeah, he, like he, that's why I'm saying that's yeah, why I think stone, yeah. That's why I think the Blackhawks need him and. I think yeah, right away he that would, he fits. He, he fits, fits, and he inst- he and I I use the word instant contender, but he that defense instantly becomes way better. You know yeah. what I mean? Because like we talked about last week, they have some of those two three guys. They ha- like you put Connor Murphy and like Duncan Keith as a number two pairing. You put Seth Jones and like I I don't even care who you put. It's it's the same thing with Victor Hedman and Jan Ruda. You can play. Riley Stillman with Seth Jones, and that's a decent pairing. And then yeah. it's you're talking like if you still have Kelvin DeHaan on the team and like a um, Nicholas Budin. And I didn't name Ian Mitchell, Adam Bockfist. I didn't name half those guys. Yeah. I didn't name Wyatt Kalyanuk. Those are three guys that all got chances. Yeah. Um, and, and what do you know about Billy Hamilton? Carolina Hurricanes. Dougie Hamilton. Or, yeah, no, I'm sorry. Billy Hamilton's the White Sox. Yeah. I, I'm getting sorry. confused now. Yeah. No, Dougie I'm Hamilton. Say, Dougie Hamilton, yeah. I've heard, uh, call me crazy, I've heard rumors like the Hawks could be interested in him. That's another, he's another player. I think yeah. the difference between. Well, he's obviously like a two guy in my opinion. I don't think. I, be yeah, no, guy. that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I think, and Dougie Hamilton's a bit older. I want to say he's around 28. Um, so, I mean, 26 to 28 isn't that big of a difference, but. Yeah, um, it's there. It's there. Um. I just think that Dougie Hamilton. Yeah, I don't think he could be like if you if you get Dougie Hamilton this offseason, it's a great addition, but it's not a fix. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's like it'd be a stand move. It'd be a stand move in the sense where like the team. Um, Let's keep getting two guys, three guys. Let's keep getting guys that just won't really make our team better, but just keep our team where we're at right now. Yeah, it'd be like if the team like. Um, Sign Brandon Saad back this offseason, and then it's like, well, that fixes the bottom six, and it's like, it, it puts a band aid on it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't permanently fix it. It doesn't yeah. permanently fix anything. I, yeah. I think the Blackhawks, I think that um, all these prospects that we're all very high on, they're, you have to look at them not as just prospects and like where they can be years from now, but also as capital and getting guys that might be better off. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, Excuse me. Like, the difference between the Blackhawks of the olden times and now is, like, those defensive players were already there and developed. Like, Duncan Keith was 26 when they won that first Stanley Cup. Yeah. Brent Seabrook was 24. Right. Those guys were already great. And the list goes on. They had Jalmerson. They had um, Campbell. They had a ton of different guys on their defense that were ready. Whereas now it's like, yeah. if you want to be there, you might have to trade a guy or two to get there. Yeah. And I don't like the idea of like, I don't like trading Kirby doc. I don't like giving up these players, but if I mean in the long run, it could be what we need to do. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, you talked me a little bit more into it as you brought it up. I, I still think that maybe there would be a little bit more patchwork to do after that. I, I don't think it. Yes. I agree. It's, 
I maybe should specify that where it's like, yes, Seth, it's it's the it's it's the biggest step. It's a leap into the right direction. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think the big year that they contend could be 2022-23 if they be, do make a move like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's an interesting way of thinking about it. I didn't really think, you know, when I saw that, I was kind of like, you know. Yeah. In a way, I'm like, that would kind of like not really do much. But you've talked me into it a little bit more. Well, um, I really. And, and like, I, I, like, again, you're, like, you're kind of making me excited in the sense where, like, if the Hawks want to win another Stanley Cup with Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves, like, they have to do something crafty. They have to, the they have to think to outside that. the box. Yeah, yeah, they need they need to be like yeah, they need to think outside the box they need and to be take a risk and take a jump and take a gamble. Right. You know what you 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 develop players and you bring players into the organization not only to just see where they fit but also because like eventually you're gonna have to pick and choose. Like the the Blackhawks have I'm gonna name guys. They have Pierre Suter, Philip Kershaw, Brandon Hagel. Um, they have. Henrik Borgstrom, they just got, they're pretty high on him. They have, um, uh, I didn't even, Lucas Reichel, I'm forgetting guys too. Like, uh, Vinny Henestrosa had a really good finish with the Blackhawks. Dominic Kubelik, Alex Abrinkat, these are all guys that make up their team, you know? And they, they don't, there's only 12 roster spots on a team, you know? And if you don't move these guys while they, like, have... Like, well, they just had a good year. Value. Well, still have value. Money, yeah. If you wait, then they're going to lose them in free agency. And yeah. then they become guys like Tyler Mott, um, Dominic, uh, Anthony Duclair. They become guys that just left the team, and then they find good spots on other teams. Yeah. Trade them while they have value. Right. Yeah. You know? Exactly. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. You don't. You never want to lose guys to free agency. You right? really don't. And it's, that's, that's just kind of like a, hey, like. Yeah. Either didn't work out, or it's like, hey, we can't pay you, or yeah. something like that. It's like, well, you why why didn't you just do something while you had them? Like, like, I, you, like if you knew this was coming, yeah, do something. Like I wrote an to article get, today about like the five prospects now that to keep an eye on for the future for the Blackhawks, and obviously this past year saw so many young guys make the leap. So it's like there definitely shouldn't be that many NHL ready guys, but there really is. Like you have Lucas Raquel and Henrik Borgstrom. Both of them are, like, Henrik Borgstrom signed, and then Lucas Reichel, the former draft pick from this past year, he's pretty much NHL-ready for the most part. Yeah. And then after that, like, it's a defenseman and a goalie, and then... Yeah, Max, goalie, that's, that's got to get fixed. Well, Drew um, Drew Camesso is supposedly going to be their number one guy. He's at Boston University. He's going to be their next guy. I, I'm, I'm going to write about three goalies the Blackhawks could potentially sign, and... Goalie is a position where you're just putting a Band-Aid on. I think... Yeah, I, I agree. There, there's very few, like... You don't need to carry Price. You don't if need to carry If you get Seth Price. Jones, you really don't need to carry Price, I don't think. Well, you, you, you want one. But I think... Uh, I mean, that if you get Seth one. Jones... If you get Seth Jones, like... Columbus has two really good young goalies, too. If you get Seth Jones, I think, like, Kevin Lankinen and whoever is the other goalie becomes that kind of goalies. You know what I mean? I putting, don't know. Putting I a good like, defense in front of them, they'll be able to better. Like... Kevin Lincoln is a one B. He's not a one A. Like he's a yeah. He's like a guy. He's a backup. He, he's a backup, but I think he's, he could I think be, he's like a. I think he's a good backup. A good backup, or he can be like a like a like a thirty or thirty five goal like game goalie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's not playing twenty. He's yeah. Not, right. You yeah. Know? I agree. Uh, and yeah, he can never be the guy. He can't. He shouldn't be the he, guy. He ne- yeah, he should never be the guy. I right. think then like then you're looking at guys that are available and like I look at like Antti Ranta who. Is with, Who, who's had an ex- a stint with the Blackhawks? He, he, who actually is, has been good at other teams? No, he's yeah. he was um yeah. He, 
he was pretty good in, with the Coyotes, and I don't think he should cost that much money. Yeah. And I think if you can sign him for two years, and then, like, hopefully by then... Because, like, Malcolm Subban and Colin Delia, I, I, I don't want them to do this three-goalie thing again. No. I, I don't think you could be successful with a three-goalie thing. But are the Blackhawks trying to be successful? You know, like... I not think, y- yeah, not yet, obviously, but... If you want to put a Band-Aid on it and run with Kevin Lankinen and put the other two in the minors for a year or two and then just cut him, um, I think you you sign a guy like Ranta that... Where's can, Devin Dubnik at when you need him? He's on... Well, he, no, no, he's I'm on, kidding. Like, like what Minnesota did with Devin Dubnik. They yeah. signed him and then he instantly became like this god for that. I know, but where is he? I think he played... He's in San Jose. I think he's in San Jose. Pretty sure he's in San Jose. I'll look that up real quick. Nah, it's... But it's... um, It's... I know we're running long now because we said we wanted to be a 40. <laughs> yeah, it's long. We should... Devin Dubnik is... Uh, just one before we end. Oh, he's with Colorado. I knew it. I, I knew it because I looked up Colorado no, today. But he was with San Jose for a bit. Yeah. He, I was with... He's been with... He's been with lots of teams. He, <laughs> Goaltending goal is such an interesting position where like... Edmonton, Arizona, yeah, Minnesota. Look at Edmonton's goalie, Mike Smith. Look at the Pittsburgh goalie. They gave up um, Flurry because he was older, and then they were like Matt. Um, Matt Murray's our guy, yeah. and Matt Murray was bad, and then they were like Tristan Jari's our guy, and then Tristan Tristan Jari just single handedly lost them a series. <laughs> it's just like goaltending, such a position that when you have it, you have it, and when you don't, you're really bad. But when you do have it, you cannot over pay the guy like people always talk smack about Corey Crawford but he was reliable that's he was a reliable guy for that team for as long as many years as they were contending absolutely I agree with you like the Blackhawks don't need a game-changing defense uh, goalie they just need a reliable guy that can play in there. yeah like a Devin Dubnik I feel like actually a good a really good comparison a really t- a, a team that's re- that 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 has been doing that for a long time is the Minnesota Wild. Look at who like Cam Talbot, Devin Dubnik, right. Darcy Kemper, guys yeah. like that. I'd also it's um St. Louis has it too. Except Bennington's been bad this year, but like um Brian yeah, Elliott, Jake Allen. They thought Bennington was like the the guy. Like well, he the was, franchise he, guy. He did it for them in the playoffs. He, he got them a cup. Which, yeah, right. Which is so all that's, you can really that's, ask. That's yeah. all you can ask, but yeah. then he he hasn't been it in recent times, you know? Yeah. And that's the thing with young goalies where like Kevin Lincoln and yeah, he just had a great year, but now you go back to next year and maybe maybe we don't see that. Carter Hart with um Philadelphia, horrible year. Yeah. Like Who to had the a point great year. Yeah, yeah. To the point where like, do we move on from Carter Hart? Yeah. No, you don't. But it's just like goaltending such a weird position where it is, yeah. Yeah, I guess you just want to have as many guys as you can around to just kind of just like that's basically what um yeah, I, I think we're Colorado's getting, doing. I think we're getting close to like that next generation of goalies, right? Like yeah, Mark Andre Fleury is old. You know, like Carey Price has been in the league yeah. for a long time now. Like there are, you know, Ben Bishop and like the, there's like new guys. Ryan like Miller just retired. In. Ryan Miller, um, perfect. Yeah, Henrik, uh, Jonathan Quick. Yeah, Lundqvist. All these like legendary goalies who are starting. Corey to get Crawford older. retired. Corey yeah. Crawford's out. He should. He's in the conversation. Like. All the, and even um, yeah, it was Ben Bishop before it was uh, Vasilevsky. Correct? Yeah, Ben Bishop's in Dallas. And... Yeah, but but like on Tampa Bay. Right, like, right. I remember Vasilevsky. Like I remember we were in the finals. Yeah. They were like, oh, they got this young guy who's supposed to be like the next like big thing. Yeah, and he, I mean, he has. He, I mean, he's. I think obviously it's Tampa Bay, but Vasilevsky's just he's good goalie. He's he ba- deserves yeah. credit. Yeah, he's yeah good, he deserves he, the credit. Yeah, and he he's a good goalie, and so it's like yeah, 
guys like him, like were were those going to be new spots needed to be filled around the league? You know, where it's yeah, like the Hawks are a perfect example. Like they're they're on the they're on the hunt for you know a band aid or you know someone who's just good enough. Yeah, no, I mean the goaltending position is not a position where I'm like throw all your money at a goalie or trade or everything. Price, yeah, yeah. The, that's not the position. I think defenses throw all the money or trade anything for that you know what i mean absolutely yeah and, and again it'll be interesting to see what they can do um going forward and yeah, yeah like i said it, it, if the blackhawks are thinking the way you are like they need to make that outside the box move i'm excited to see whatever that move that will be and hopefully i just hope that they do plan on contending like right soon. you know yeah. what i mean because i don't know how much longer stan bowman's job is just i actually i know stan bowman's job is just safe period yeah. but I don't know how much longer you can put up with this. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree. Like, just where they're at right now is just, like, kind of a plateau point. And it's like... Like, you, realistically, you're, you're not in, you like, have not been in the playoffs since 2017. I don't like, care also, about last year. Yeah, but... Oh, I agree. We, yeah, we've established that before. And, like, I would say, like... Again, like we talked about before, it's like this team isn't, like, bad. They're not, like, super, no. super bad. They're not a basement team. They're a team that's like, hey, man, we need a couple more pieces. We can go places. And, like, look at... Like, I'm a fan... Like if you're listening or if you read my stuff, you know I'm a fan. Right. Like I, I'm oh, not. Yeah. I'm not. Pay, I'm not. I mean, yeah, you wrote an article about the Hawks possibly making the playoffs hey. or, or contending hey. for the cup. That you know, I'm, I'm messing with. You. But I, I mean, obviously, I'm gonna be like, I'm optimistic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm a fan. You know, like I'm not gonna be all gung ho. This team's horrible. And I mean, sure, or yeah. gung ho. This team is the best team in the league. Yeah. You know, you, you I don't think realistic. they're the best team in the league, but I think they can be someday. I think they. Yeah, I think so. I, I want them to be as someday. long as you and, have Patrick Kane, and Jonathan Taves on your team, especially Patrick Kane. Patrick your team Kane, that could, that Alex could Brinkett, be interesting. Dominic yeah. Kubalik, like you're, you're naming guys that are a part of a core group, and yeah, if they all can take steps forward and be, just, you know, like if they can be good, then the team's in for in a in for a good position. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, and obviously, um, it just takes a little bit of work on the front office side of things, and you know, we can only hope that Stan's the guy who's going to do it. And if it's not, then we got a pretty long road ahead until we can get new management. I right? and it's like. I guess it's people always like hate on Stan Bowman, and I get it. Like he's made a ton of bad mistakes, you know. Yeah, but, 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 but like but now is his guy. chance to prove himself. Though. Yeah, and it, but Jim, like, I, I, would you agree? Like now is his chance to really prove himself. I think he's done a lot of good. I think when you look at the team, like the guys he signed were, but but again, like he's it's not signings that are making this team contenders now. Though it's like he needs right. he needs to like now is his time yeah. to be like okay, like I need to think like a. Like a you know yeah, next now, level G. Now it's time for him to do this in trades. Right. And this yes. past the trade deadline, he had arguably one of the oh, best fantastic. trades. Oh, fantastic! He yeah. gave up like um, fantastic. I I know we've got to get out of here, but he gave up like Walmart and another guy just, that never say, played on base, the team. Well, yeah, basement guys that ne- we we're not say generally he, good yeah. trade deadline. He great trade deadline. He like he's he's starting to show a little bit more promise, but just like I guess what my I don't know if you could. Trying to understand what I'm saying. I'm just trying to say, like, now is his time to just kind of be like, hey, man, like, just had a good trade deadline. Now yeah. it's, like, time to think outside the box and see what we can do yeah. to make this team better again. And he and I, it's scary because, like, the signings he's done during the offseason and getting guys from overseas to bring him in, they're filling in. They're doing a good job, you know? They're doing great there. Drafting-wise, I think that when you look at the last two or three years of drafting players – I like guys that they've got in the second, third, and fourth round. You know, yeah. I think they're doing a great job there too. And the one step that he needs to take and elevate is what you're saying. Those 
big name guys trading trading free agents signing free agents and bringing in those big name guys yeah and that that and if he can do that then like again like you said this team could we can be looking at a team that's back into the playoffs contending and you know hopefully you know like i said even when you get that big name guy there's still some patchwork that needs to be done yeah you know like he he's in the past he's done pretty good with some rental guys you know like antoine vermette like oh my brad richards like we could look at that yeah. back in the day and kind of say, like, that's like those were good moves, right? The NHL is not a place anymore where you're all in or out. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. You're you obviously you, you're always you you want to set up your team to win, but you also do want to keep your eye on the future. The right. one thing I think Stan Bowman failed at was after he was like when they were winning those cups, the the draft. Oh, well, the Hawks weren't. They they never drafted right. They, like they got rid of all their. Yeah, well, it's like they're um you, like I think people always emphasize the first round of the draft, and the Blackhawks gave up their first round pick more right. than not. Oh yeah, because but they had to back yeah, in the days. But like you look at it, and it's like Brandon Saad wasn't a first round pick. Andrew Shaw, I can like there's a ton of guys oh, that gee, weren't in the I first mean, you round. You can look at some legendary players now, yeah. NHL, and they were not first round guys. So it's like it <laughs> to say that oh I mean we just weren't getting like we gave up those picks to try and win. Yeah, you did. But then you also just weren't getting those guys out of the first round. You know what I mean? Right. Like you can expect to succeed without a first round draft pick. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And yeah, and I it's, agree. It's it, a lot. And it's a it's a good conversation. Obviously, I mean, like I don't know how it was probably like twenty minutes ago you were trying to wrap up, and then we just had a fantastic. That was a great yeah, conversation. Right. And I, I, we weren't even planning to talk about the Hawks that much today, but um, yeah, no, that's a good conversation to think about and kind of just. Those of you who are listening, if you're Blackhawks fans, like kind of just think about like that going forward. It's like what what can we do? It's like a game, you know, mental yeah. game. It's a puzzle. Like wh- where's the missing pieces? When wh- like when can we finish this? Thing when when can you be Steve Eiserman? Right, Steve Eiserman. Exactly. No, it's exactly yes. what he does. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just like finish the puzzle, build it. You know, like just like it's not too far away. Like, yeah. The Hawks fans need to realize that like the success is not as far away as it seems right now. Right, it isn't. It really isn't. It, like it, it, it's it's closer than we think it is, and you know we just need some help from the front office. And hopefully this summer or like in the years coming, we can see some of those outside the box moves, like you were saying. I like the way you put that earlier. And um, yeah, you know, obviously from week to week for this podcast, you know, next couple months we we might not really know too. We might be have you know we can only really have this conversation because like it's. Yeah. You know, we can't, we don't, we right. can't, it's, it's something that takes a little bit longer to play out. It's not like next week how we could be like, oh, like, let's talk about the playoffs, right? Like, this, yeah. is, this is something that's going to take a long time to unfold. So, yeah, excited yeah. to see how it plays out and excited to be back here next week and we should be back next Monday, right? Yeah, we should. We'll, 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 we'll organize a little bit and we'll um have some talking points and try and stick to them, but. Yeah, I'll go to the locker room, <laughs> get pucks in deep. We'll be back yeah. next week, you know, <laughs> the way it goes. Thank you for listening. Alongside Pat McGann, I'm Jimmy Lunch. Have a great week. Peace. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of From the Windy and Salty Cities. Um, we're both together in the Windy City. Patrick, happy to see you. Happy to see you, too. We're back on this, uh, doing this on a regular basis. Uh, and for the next uh, couple of months, we'll be both doing it from Chicago. So good to be in the same room once again. And uh, we got a lot to talk about once again. Yeah, a lot to talk about. I mean, we're here on a Tuesday. It's a special Tuesday episode because yesterday was Memorial Day. Um how was your Memorial Day? 
was pretty good. Just did some work in. I'm a golf caddy, so did a lot of that. And then, uh, you know, spent some time with the family. But, you know, can't complain. Pretty good. Pretty good weekend. How about yourself? Good. I uh, went to a family party yesterday. It was good to see some people. Haven't seen them in a while because of COVID. Um, and it was a lot of fun. But, uh, so, yeah, let's dive in. I mean, speaking of a lot of fun, I, I know we're big hockey fans around here. And, you know, there's a lot to talk about from the baseball in Chicago to just the NHL in general. But I want to start off with one um, big note. The no lead in a series is good enough. Um, and when you're the Toronto Maple Leafs, no lead ever is good enough. So I want to just start with that, Pat. What are your thoughts on up 3-1, all you got to do is win one more game, and they end up losing their series? Well, it's, we, first of all, we got to keep in mind who we're talking about here. The Maple Leafs, they just... There's something going on with that team where they just can't win for a right. series. No, yeah. all jokes aside, um, great, great series by the Canadians. I mean, what a yeah. comeback. Um, but what an embarrassment from the Maple Leafs. I mean, um, I mean, this has just gone too far. It literally, I mean, how can you, you, you have the top talent in the NHL, arguably, mm-hmm. and you still can't find a way to get past the first round. And, and it's like, and, like, the, you can make whatever excuse you want, but it doesn't change the fact that this team can't get it done when it matters. I agree with you. It's, I mean, it's tough to judge. Like, Austin Matthews, he's been in the league for about five years, and um, Mitch Marner, similar thing. John Tavares has only been with the team for, like, two or three years. So it's tough to judge, like, a 17-year drought of getting out of the first round on all those players. But at the same time, it is what it is. It's it's the same. It's very similar to me to the Chicago Cubs. Like, so I saw online people were like, the Toronto Maple Leafs are the Cubs of the NHL. And people weren't really liking that comparison. But I do think it kind of fits up where Toronto's just like the team that, I wouldn't call them the lovable losers because that's what a lot of people called the Cubs. Yeah. But they're just a team that you always watch to see them kind of implode in that big moment of, like, all they had to do, they were... They had it at three games to one. All they had to do was one, win one more game, and they could not get it done. And, yes, injuries played a part, but that that had to be one of the deepest lineups going into this, and now they're just they're done. Yeah, I mean, uh, and, and, and I don't even think you can make the case these guys are young. Like, these guys have been in the league now for, you know, three, four years. And... Like there's no excuse why Austin Matthews wasn't playing better. I mean, he should have he should have he should have scored some goals. A lot of people were saying like Jason Spezza was one of the best players on yeah. the team, and it's like, yeah. are you kidding me? Like uh, Jason Spezza is the best guy on your first round playoff roster, and you have Austin Matthews, Nylander, Mitch Marner, all these guys, and you still can't get it done. Yeah, and, and, and like you said, they're deep. You know, obviously John Tavares goes down. That's bad. That's mm-hmm. heartbreaking, and the way he went out, especially. Um, and you know, like. That stuff like that happens, yeah. but like it's the deep teams that can overcome that. And if it was anyone in the in the playoffs that could overcome it, I would think it would be that team. But it just wasn't. I mean, and it's like you go out and you you go out and you acquire those role players. Like you bring in Nick Foligno, right? A for, like a captain himself, and you bring in these like leadership type guys. I want to say there's three or four former captains on that one team. Yeah, and it's like you still cannot get it done in that moment when you need it the most and it's yeah i mean i want to say um games five and six they lost an ot they forced like they were down and then they came back in the game and then they lost an ot 
And I mean, that is what it is. Like you, like the um, OTs in itself are really fluky. Like, right, right. Um, I game five's overtime. It was a close game, and um, they lost like after a giveaway within the first couple minutes. And then game six OT, they had thirteen out of the fifteen shots. It's just Montreal got one of the two that went. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, the issue I have with it is like that game seven, where you lose three to one. That's that's not a good game. That's pretty bad. That's, yeah. that's a bad game. Yeah, it was a pretty bad game. Worst yeah. game of the series, and it's it just you can't have that be the worst game of the series. Yeah, no, it was just uh, it was, you know, as you could say, a fluky, you know, overtime wins. Like we, we right. always talk about, like you know, take overtime wins in the playoffs with a grain of salt, right? Always, a hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. But like at the end of the day, it comes down to. Who finishes who it? Who finishes it and who moves on? Yeah. It, 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 and it wasn't the Maple Leafs, and it, when it very well should have been. Uh, this was the best team in the Canadian division by yeah. a bit, by a lot. Um, and I know we don't want to talk about the NHL all day, but I, I posed this hypothetical before we started, and I want to ask you about it again. What is worse, in your opinion, getting swept or losing in a game seven like from a fan's perspective and then also from like a team perspective well we could kind of talk about that because the blackhawks have done both they've they've, done both yeah yeah and uh i would say a perfect way of saying this in my perspective would be from a fan's perspective would be like okay when the hawks lost game seven in the western conference finals 2014 i was more heartbroken yes when the blackhawks got swept i was more angry I think it's two different uh, scenarios. Uh, would you rather? I don't know. It's kind of hard to think about it because, like, I guess, like, I wasn't as emotionally invested with the team because they got swept in a way. I was like, okay, well, it's over, right? Yeah. We, like, it, I'm not as mo- – like, I haven't – all my emotions for the past, like, month and a half haven't built up to this one point where we get knocked out in overtime in game yeah. seven, right? Like, it, right. that's just, like, pure heartbreak, pure, like, pain, you know, like, all that. Um, so I think I'd rather take the sweep – and I think a sweep is more embarrassing as well. I think, like, especially when you talk about the Blackhawks, uh, we could obviously go into way more depth on this, but just from a general perspective, you know, when the Blackhawks got swept that year, that, that was very embarrassing. That, that that should not have happened. And so as a fan, I was like, well, that just makes me mad. Yeah. I, I guess from, from my side of it, like, I always view, I guess a game seven to me is a little bit more painful to watch from a fan side of it because right, – yeah. I mean, you have, there's a little bit more expectations. It's gone the distance. You're one goal, like you're one goal away from it being a different outcome. And like, fine. I I, I don't want to really talk about the Blackhawks a lot today because I know there's a lot of, a lot of other stuff to talk about, but the Blackhawks in the five years, like 2011, 2012, 2014, 2016, 2017, three out of those five years were all game seven losses. You know, that's, it stinks because in a game seven, yes, it's like one goal would have made the difference there. Um, a lot of times, yeah. A lot of times. Most it, game sevens, yeah. But it's just like, to me, a sweep is not nice, but it's just like a sweep is a de- definitive showing of this is not it. We're not there. Right. And sometimes, like, for example, like the 2017 after they did lose to Nashville, they really over – they over – Stan Bowman really just over um, played his cards and was like, this is not the team – Let's blow this up, basically. Right. And yeah. he traded Joe Almerson and Panarin. Um, so, I guess, I, I mean, I'd love to... We could do a whole podcast about what's worse in the playoffs, but... Um, I think uh, that's a good point. From the Maple Leafs' perspective, you could say that you're not far off. Yeah. 
but with a little asterisk, I would say like, um, like this team hasn't made it past the first round, like you said. It's, but, it's yeah. very hard to say that this team is not far off when they just can't get it done. And the, and the experience is like Austin Matthews scores 41 goals this year. Mitch yeah. Marner's got 47 assists. He's got 67 points. And it's like all of that goes for naught the entire year. But I understand. But not every team are the Blackhawks and Penguins that win when they're core. Like these teams that – like Austin Matthews' team, they're four or five years – three or four years removed from getting – like a top round pick, a top overall pick because their team was so bad. You know what I mean? Yeah, but so it's like, yes, I understand, but not every team's gonna be like the Blackhawks and Penguins and win when Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane are twenty one. Sometimes it's but, gonna take like an Alex Ovechkin or a Tampa Bay Lightning where it takes a couple extra years and but, you don't blow it up. Would you, you agree stay. that a forward that scores forty one goals and another forward that has sixty seven points that are on the same team should go further than? The second round of the playoffs with the supporting cast, well, how about like Jason Spezza, uh, Foligno, like you said, uh, Joe Thornton. Yes, a hundred. Like all these, all like, like the veteran leadership is there. A hundred percent. The skill that, is there. That team, the depth is there. That team should have went way farther, and it's the same thing with the Edmonton Oilers, where you have Connor McDavid not being able to get like a single point. Like no, I think he got maybe one or two throughout that right. entire playoff series. Right. He puts up a hundred, and he can't get. More than two. Exactly. Like it's like, the same thing. I, like, yeah. My my argument here is like, okay, fantastic. You can you can get a hundred points in a season, but if you can't get it done when it matters, like who cares? In my opinion, like you could you could talk all you want about how Connor McDavid is this freaking amazing hockey player, but he's never proven himself a single time when it mattered. I understand, but I guess it also goes the flip way. Like it goes the opposite way. You like after the um. The Blackhawks had a great playoff run with Brian Bickle, and all of a sudden they're like, oh, Brian Bickle's a top-line guy, and we're going to pay him like it. And then that really ended up costing them. And, like, yes, Bickle obviously then had a health issue too, so he can't got to also take that with in the equation. But, like, I think it goes both ways where I don't think it's that these guys can't perform, like, can't do it in the playoffs. I think, of like, eventually they're going to get over that hump. And I, I agree, yeah. Um, I just think that it's a matter of, like, like, look at Taylor Hall, for example. He's having a great time with Boston right now. And he had an and awful season. He had an awful season, yeah. and he's always been, like, every time he's been traded, it's like, oh, well, that team just automatically, like, went the wrong way. Like, Arizona, when they got Hall, was worse. Buffalo was just worse. And then now he's finally having that run, you know? Yeah, that's I, I a good point, too. But just, like, I just, like you said, eventually they will get it done. But, like, that's the thing. You can't just keep saying, like, oh, Event, well, yeah, you know, next season. Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid didn't do anything in this playoffs. But, like, you know, in the future they will. It's like, right. that that's not an acceptable thing to say if you're, like, a GM or if you're, like, a. it's like, okay, like, it comes to a point where, like, you guys need to do your job or else, like, we, we, we need to start moving on. So like trade, you think? I'm, I'm not saying okay. That that's like. Oh, but no, because I was hoping you'd I mean. say that. I no, hope you'd say that because that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just trying to say like, these guys are getting paid. Yes. To help these teams win. go far in the playoffs and win Stanley Cups, right? Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid are two perfect examples of players who are like generational talents that were drafted and have had a, a few seasons now to mature, and they've matured and they've like 41 goals at Austin Matthews, 100 points, Connor McDavid, like they are showing. But they are very good hockey players, and they sh- like. I just don't understand. I I can understand, but like they just they need to do it when it matters. No, I was hoping you'd say that because, like, imagine then 
Alex Ovechkin loses against um, Sidney Crosby and the Pittsburgh Penguins in the first round again in, like, let's just say, year, like, 2013. They win the President's Trophy again because they're always winning that, but yeah. then they can't get it done. And they can't get out of, like, the first or second round. So, like, in hindsight, you don't trade Alex Ovechkin. You keep pushing because you know eventually you are going to win that Stanley Cup. But that same thought well, process that, says trade him. This, I mean, to be kind of funny here, you said you know eventually you're going to win that Stanley Cup. The, the GM of that team came out and said, like, well, now our window's kind of closing up. Exa- yeah, no, fair so point. They, so he thought they weren't going to win the Stanley yeah. Cup. It's, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, in that same thought process, you trade Ovechkin and you – you blow up that team because it's not getting it's done. It's not getting it's done, you know? But it, I guess it just goes to how long are you willing to wait? I think when you have that group there, you know, like if you when you have your guy, you keep, you push every year no matter what. Like the Penguins do it every year. And yeah. I mean, it's it's now kind of it's going to cost them when Sidney Crosby does retire, but you push when you have that player. Like the um Edmonton Oilers, for example, they had one trade during before at this deadline, and it wasn't very meaningful, and they didn't trade away their first-round pick. And their GM was just like, well, you can't go in every year. It's like, no, if you have uh, if you have Connor McDavid and if you have Leon Dreisaitl, you go in every year. I don't care. Yeah, like, like, it's like the Blackhawks now, like, field. pardon? Actually, how Connor McDavid feels. Yeah, it's like, why did I just put up 100 points? Yeah, he's like, I just... Carried the entire team on my back the entire year, and I figure we're not going to do this in the playoffs. And yeah, it's, it's only going to get so far. Yeah, I don't know. I just like look at this roster of, of Maple Leaf players. It's just kind of like ridiculous. That everything is there. I mean, yeah. obviously John Tavares gets hurt. That's a that's a pretty big um, hurt. Yeah, pretty big injury. But like you you do have like you know like you have Austin Matthews, your number one. You have like Jason Spezza, Alexander Kerfoot, William Nylander. Jake Muzzin, like guys who have been in the playoffs, like Jake Muzzin, Los Angeles Kings guy, who, right. who, who's been in the playoffs. Joe Thornton, obviously. Um, Wayne Simmons a little bit, Zach Bogosian, like they have Nick Foligno. Like, they should do more, yeah. They, they should do more. And like Nick Foligno, like, okay, playoffs. He's, he played four games. Um, I lost the stat line. Um, you know, good enough for one point and like an assist. I think that was it. Like, it's not so much you're asking, like, a ton from him. But, like, Austin Matthews played all seven games, one goal, four assists. That's pretty bad when you got, like, you know, freaking Alexander Kerfoot, who played all seven games and had a goal and five assists. And just similar to Matthews, yeah. it's like, why is Alexander Kerfoot putting out, the, like, the same work output that, like, yeah. Austin Matthews? Like, well, let me ask you this question then, because, like, Obviously, Toronto Maple Leafs are just a, it's a different organization than everyone else in the league where your fans are going to be, no matter what you do, they're going to be asking the question of, well, why not this, you know? And I guess then my question is, why, why didn't, like, is there any rationale that makes sense that they didn't get like a, um, Taylor Hall then, you know, like Taylor Hall was available. Obviously he got to choose. I don't even think they really even needed Taylor Hall. But they obviously did. I mean, they obviously, hindsight's twenty twenty. Obviously, they <laughs> did. But like, when you look, like if, if I looked at that roster before yeah. the playoffs started, I'd say this roster I think is good enough to go pretty far. And then if the if they did get Taylor Hall, then the conversation would be, well, they needed that role player like Nick Foligno. Yeah. No. And I I, I just think like exactly. I, yeah. Like, they didn't need Taylor Hall. 
they, they really didn't need to do anything with their team before the playoffs. Uh, maybe goaltending a little bit. Jack Campbell, like, yeah, not, you know, uh, he didn't even play that bad, though. I mean, like, the save percentage, point nine three four. That's, that's pretty good. Um, goals against 1.81. Like, he's, he, he didn't play bad. You can't blame it on him. But, no. Um, yeah, just, like, I don't know. It's it just, it's weird because that team does have, like, almost all the tools. Like, if you, if you yes. ask me, like, if you're like, hey, like, would you take that team and, you know, want, like, like if that was your team to go to the Stanley Cup, would you be happy with that team? I'd say, yeah. Like, if that was my fantasy team to go all the way to the Stanley Cup, I'd say, yeah, like, that that's a team that could get it done. Is that the team you'd pick, though? Because, like, look around the league right now, Pat. Like, and I, I, I want to talk about one other team, and I want to see if you're going to get the team I want to talk about. I, I think I know where you're going to go, but I'll, I'll let you talk. But No, 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 just say, say a team name. Like, I, I don't know. Like, this team, it, it's like the team that the NHL loves to have. Right. It's, it's the team that, like, they score goals, they're in games. Yes. They, you know, they're putting up points. Like they're, they're doing, They can be down by four, and they'd still come back and get right. OT. Exactly. Right. Like, their defensive core might not be where all the skill sets are, but, like, the offense is so exciting. And it's like, it's like, like everyone wants to watch a team like them. Mm-hmm. Like they're explosive, and they should be explosive, and they just weren't in the playoffs, and, yeah, obviously it showed. Yeah. Um, it's... What's that team you were talking about? The Colorado Avalanche. Are you kidding? I mean, you could say they're a level up on the... Brandon Sod's on their third line, scoring <laughs> goals like he did when he was with the Blackhawks during their championships. They are... One of the funnest teams to watch. Um, they're gonna ruin my fantasy because I did do a bracket challenge and I picked <laughs> Vegas. They're gonna totally kill you that. Picked Vegas. I. Th- I mean, we going... were on the same page going into the. Pl- we were on the same page in February saying that Colorado was just gonna wipe the floor. I everyone. understand, but I wanted I wanted to be thinking outside the box. And <laughs> I mean, when you look at the Vegas Golden Knights, they are a good team that should do more until then. They let Ryan Reeves just go out there and not play hockey and just basically try and fight everybody and injure people. I thought I thought Vegas was destined for more, and then all of a sudden, they apparently need Matthias Yanmark to score their goals, and they don't have anyone that can play yeah, offense. Yeah, I saw Matthias Yanmark. I was like, "Yeah, go Hawks!" Go Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, Colorado's just—I—I I, the collision course that's going to happen when like Colorado, Tampa, Boston, and you know Montreal meet in the conference finals. <laughs> No, Canada's division is going to be Montreal or Winnipeg, and at this point, you can't count them out because both those teams knocked out Edmonton and Toronto. So we're going to be one and two seeds, right? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's so sad that that's going to be one of the teams in the top four, but those other three teams, when it's like Boston, Tampa, and Colorado, that is going to be some of the best hockey. Let's back it up. You're counting out the Canes. I am counting out the Canes. They lost game one. It was a good game. Yeah, fair point. Yeah, It was a good it, game. Yeah, fine. I'm counting them out way too soon. You have to realize the Canes are the one seed. The Canes are the one seed, but they already <laughs> lost home ice. That's, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. That's true. They did lose home ice. <laughs> how, can you, how can you go against Tampa Bay? I mean, it's hard, defending yeah. Stanley Cup champions. Um, I've, There's there's Actually, so many. How can you go against Tampa Bay? I'm just going to tell you. I'm going to say three words. Columbus Blue Jackets. Fair point, but they're gone. <laughs> they're, they didn't even make it. Yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I mean, the Canes. the Canes are good. I fine. I I shouldn't count them out, and I'm gonna watch the games. Don't count out. Winnipeg. No, I'm kidding. Don't, Don't count out the New York Islanders. Islanders, baby. They're gonna. Yeah, no, the, the Islanders. No, that, that was that's pretty cool. I mean, that, they uh, that was a good game. That, they they are a round two team. They are a team that makes it to the second round, 
They they get their yearly let's beat the Pittsburgh Penguins because they do that. Yeah. That's their thing. Yep. And I think um I don't think Boston's a Boston's like a if I'm gonna rank the teams that are like in order of like who's gonna win the cup, you cannot count out the Boston Bruins. Oh they no, are, I agree, I agree. Like just uh a good team, you know. Heavyweight. They're like a heavyweight. That's a, that's a team that can. I think you they'll know, always perform. I think they'll do their usual thing where maybe they can get to the Stanley Cup Finals and then they'll lose. You think that's, they can beat Tampa? Well, are they? You said they're reseeded. I, I, it reseeds once we get to the conference finals, so I couldn't tell you who's going to play who at that point. Oh, but, so we don't even know who could meet in the finals. Yeah, no. This is a so, year where like so you could have could, like could Boston and like. Tampa Bay meet in the final. Yeah, any team they could meet in the okay, final. so technically two teams that could never meet in the final. Right, so it, this okay. could be like a really interesting Stanley Cup oh, final yeah. year. actually, that would be pretty cool. Yeah, that so... That would be pretty cool. Um, I, like, I think it'll be... I mean, obviously, Colorado probably... Uh, honestly, I don't know. Never mind, but it's just... I mean, they, they, yeah, pretty convincing went over Vegas. Uh, and they were yeah. at Vegas, right? Yeah, no. Right. So, like... They were in Colorado, yeah. Colorado, I think, if they get out of this round... Just point wise already, they'll probably be guaranteed to play Montreal or Winnipeg, and then from there we're talking like Boston and Tampa or but Boston yeah. and Carolina, which is going to be a great. That'd be a really good series. Great series, yeah. And then whoever, I it's so yeah. After uh, Colorado wipes the floor with Montreal or Winnipeg, they'll go to yeah. the final. <laughs> but obviously, we're looking too far ahead of ourselves yeah. there, and it's like there's a lot of hockey left to be played. But speaking of sports that. There's not a lot left to be played, and obviously it's already done. Like the Chicago baseball team's guaranteed first place in their divisions already. It's over. We're going to October. Just steamroll ahead, Pat. How how do you like the baseball teams in Chicago? Yeah, um, pretty cool that we're able to come back and talk about this after last week. After I was like, yeah, you know, the Cubs are going to start playing some tough games. Yeah, and uh, they 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 won. They beat the Padres already, uh, first in their division by half a game. With the Cardinals right behind, you could thank the White Sox for pretty much, yeah, that for beating up on the Cardinals after you guys couldn't really get it done. Um, but uh, and actually going back, the Cubs played the Indians and totally let down the White Sox back when it was close. But now it's not really even close. Um, so yeah, both teams playing pretty good ball right now. Um, Cubs making a resurgence, uh, vaulting themselves back into the conversation. I mean, they only have three less wins than the White Sox. Uh, right now, it's only two more losses, so like they're they're playing some good ball. Um, I, I think I think they can make the playoffs. I also like we talked about last week. I really don't see them not winning their division. The Sox, yeah. the Cubs. Oh, the Cubs. The Cubs are gonna win their division. Um, I think. I mean, it, that's like the most. That's like besides the NL East, which is just like a complete crapshoot. Yeah. Right now. Uh, that's like the okayest division, <laughs> and, and it's like okay, you got like Milwaukee. You got um, Cardinals, you got the Cardinals, yeah. the Cubs. They're all like, okay, like, yeah, we're we're there. We're all kind of like having fun, being okay. Yeah. Um, and I guess you could argue, you know, um, like AL West. I don't know. I, I just kind of see like when I look at the Cardinals and I look at the Brewers and I look at the Cubs, I'm, I see three teams in the same division that are all like kind of at the same place. Right. That are all like the same skill set, same skill level. Well, um, the interesting thing with the Cubs, in my my perspective, is like they're a team that yes, they are in first place in their division. Yes, they're having a great run, but also at the same time, they are a team that will probably wait until that trade deadline in July before, like, they will look at where they are at right then and there and then be like, okay, trading away Chris Bryant or, okay, no, we're going on. We're going to try and see what we can do. 
And yeah, like I want to get your thoughts on this, but right now, uh, right now, if, is, if the trade deadline was tomorrow, you, you keep Chris Bryant, obviously. obviously but um, but it's not right now. We are talking like they could go. It could literally be they keep this going, keep this going, keep this going, and like they're right around there in first place. But Cardinals are right behind them, and if they lose like two or three games right before the deadline, it might be like. Mm, do you just like what are your thoughts on the Cubs? Yeah, like, that's so knowing the Cubs <clears throat> um, and the way they kind of handled this offseason, they prob I think if that happens, um, I think they would still keep Chris Bryant. I think they would. Uh, I think. Um, what about Javi Baez? I don't think there's any talk of him going. They're going to keep Javi Baez. I think he's their like their guy. It's their, their big form. three. It's the big three guys though. Like it's it's Rizzo, Bryant Rizzo. If Rizzo and, doesn't. I mean, Rizzo's like if he doesn't stay, like that would be a massive like. Rizzo's just. I think. I think he's a. I think he's a lifelong Cub. I don't think. I think so too. But if he. I mean, there was. There you know, we heard some rumors at the beginning of the season, like you know. True. Um, well, he said that he doesn't want to talk about a contract. That was his point. thing. He's like, we're not going to talk about it all season. Was like pretty bad in comparison to what he was. Oh yeah. So it was like, if Chris Bryant. Goes like that'd be the biggest. That'd be that'd be pretty bad. What I'm um, gonna I'm gonna show probably a little bit of a lack of um knowledge here, and that's okay because I think you know it. Baseball is weird in the sense that like, is there really a salary cap? And like, can't you go over and then you just you pay? Yeah, fines? no, baseball's salary cap's kind of weird in in that sense. I actually don't know. It's it's kind of complex the way yeah. it works. I I don't even really know too much about it. Like that's um, why good teams were always just always gonna stay good, but was because like. They don't. They didn't care about paying over like the Yankees, for example. They could just keep paying over the cap because they're like, yeah, we'll pay the fines. Yeah, right. And um, how's, how's that going for them right now? Yeah, I mean, they're they're. Uh, I mean, they're okay, but not not no great shakes as of yet. But um, yeah, no, the Cubs um have some interesting moves to make, um, and I, I really think they're going to keep Chris Bryant because this is the team that I thought they would be from the start of the season, like. I knew they were going to be okay. I knew they were going to, like, you know, hold their own. They played some bad baseball to start, but now they're playing to, like, the level that I think they can play at. Like, get some big wins here or there, lose, a, you know, a couple games after that sort of thing. Um, yeah. But they're 8-2 in their last 10. Uh, they won their last game against the Padres, and uh, they are 12-9 um, and nine against teams that are above 500, which, go look at the White Sox. Um, White Sox are seventeen and fifteen. So, like, you, in a way, you can almost say. I mean, very still kind of early in the season, but the Cubs yeah. do play have been playing well against good teams. So, um, yeah, interesting. Uh, the Cubs again still kind of a mystery to me, but uh, we'll see what happens with that team as they keep going forward. What about the other uh, Chicago team that White I know Sox. you're a little bit of a fan of them? <laughs> yeah. Right? Um, we saw a little bit of a, a shaky start from Rodon. Uh, but, you know, the offense overcame it. Um, and then, you know, the next game, Jimmy Lambert, you know, some, some dude from the minors, they, they sent him right down after the game. But um, he started, they lost. Um, but they're on a little bit of a roll. 7-3 uh, in their last 10. And I think they won, like, they swept, so like, they put, it's like, what, let me see, 5-1 in their last 6 or something like that. Um very happy with the way that team responded to getting swept by the Yankees. Taking two of three from the Cardinals and sweeping the Orioles was big. That was big. And I think it's even bigger they got two of three from the Cardinals because that was that was a pretty big series. Especially 
Like, you take a team that got swept by the Yankees and then you take two or three from the Cardinals who are still a good baseball team, like, that's huge. That kind of shows, in my opinion, a bounce back like that shows, like, this team is not going to give up. Right. Um, so I really like their performance last week and coming into this week. Um, and the Indian series, like, again, I was talking to my dad about this. Like, the Indians are a team that's always in it. Yeah. I mean, they could be like the Cubs where they have a year where they're like, you know, always like above 500 and like, uh, like good and like above mediocre. Uh, or the kind of teams where they're like going for the World Series like in 2016. Um, so they're always good. Terry Franklin keeps the, his boys in, in the in the season for a majority of it. Um, so the, the Sox and Indians have had some some great games. They're still 500 on the year. They're 5-5 five and five against each other uh, mm-hmm. this year. So a really good series. You know, they play 19 times, um, and I'd like to see the Sox come out. I mean, they, they, they have to come out with a winning record uh, if they want to be competitive in their division in that series. So, yeah, Sox are looking pretty good. Right. Sorry, take a drink of water there. But, um, yeah, they're, they're playing pretty good baseball. I'm happy with how they're playing. Like I said, Rodon kind of blew up the other day. Um, the offense picked picked it up for him, which is good. Um, you know, like I said before, you know, two of your biggest bats are out of the lineup, um, and you have not like Yasmani Grandal has been playing really bad. He hasn't been batting to hit to what he can bat or what we've seen him bat before. But um, right now, I'm content with the team. Happy with the team. Fun team to watch. Um, you know, they're kind of on pace for what they, you know, should be doing. Uh, you know, you, you could say that even if Eloy and Luis Robert were back, you could even say his team might be a little bit better. But um, for, for, you know, after we're, we're a couple weeks removed now from the Robert injury and they're still playing good baseball, and that's that's a good sign to see that you that you can still play good baseball with literally two of your best players out. Yeah, I mean, I think it, the, the Sox are just like a – they're a really deep lineup, you know? Yeah, like even – yeah. Uh, even without Eloy and Lewis Roberts, they're still getting it done. And I think it's a testimony of just how deep that lineup is and like how their bullpen is just loaded, you know? Yeah, and their bullpens are doing a little bit better too. I mean, they, they still there's a lot of baseball left to be played, but they've only played the Tigers three times. That's a lot of baseball games against the Tigers left to yeah, go. Yeah, you got 19 against yeah. team in your division. So, yeah. so 16 more to go against that one group. That's That's big. And like obviously like, I it, whether or not they take the AL will be interesting. Like the Rays are a really good team, but yeah, I mean, like the way it works in in the playoffs, or at least last year was different, or that, yeah. that didn't matter. It's mostly just like okay, if you win your division, I know, but got to look a little bit ahead. I right, think yeah. they they're a team that could compete for the AL too. You know what I mean? Yeah, they're I, just two two games back from the Rays. You know? Yeah, and. Um, I think you cannot count out um, the um, sorry. Also, sure you can't count the Indians or the Twins out. Yeah, Twins have had some big injuries too, and I think they're just too skilled to not uh, be counted out quite yet. Um, they could bounce back very easily, just kind of like the Yankees did. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, it, it's tough to say right now, but I think. The AL Central should be um, not a shoe in, but you could. You it's a pretty good bet they're going to win it. Um, well, can I ask you this, Pat? Like the the Sox have one of the best home records 
well, they have the best home record within, I'm looking at it, within the entire AL. Um, but their away records, like, just 13 and 12. Like, they're 20 and 9 at home. And on the road, they're just 13 and 12. Which, I mean, 13 12 is fine, but it's just 500 no, baseball. No, yeah. If you're going to be. Like, does that really base, matter? It, I, yeah, I think it does. If you're going to be a good baseball team, you got to win games on the road. That's yeah, just, that's it is. Because um, that's. You, you see good teams, like, again, like. The, Ra- the Rays are 20 right? and 7. Yeah. That's. They're. Better at on the road than they are at home, and that's which you makes know. sense because they play in a crappy stadium. No, I'm kidding, but um, yeah, no, it's uh, you need to win games on the road. That that away record doesn't have to be anything great. It doesn't have to be you know twenty and nine. You don't have to be twenty nine both home and away. I mean, that's just almost that's kind of impossible. But yeah, it needs to be better. Um, and at least they still have a winning record on the road. But um, I would like to see their record away go up and their record against above five hundred teams go up. Like yeah. getting stuff against the Yankees and then the way they responded was great. Um but like you're you're gonna need to get into a position where you could be you want to beat the Yankees. Right. And I think they can. I mean the Yankees still have to come to our place and play some games. Um and obviously, you know, their home record can can speak to that. But yeah, dropping like three in a row against the Yankees on the road, it's like playoff teams don't do that. Well, what do you think it is just about because I mean obviously like having fans in there just being at home or is it like last bat make like do last bats make a difference i'm just asking like are the Sox not a like is their team not good enough that they it matters if they have the last bat you know what i mean yeah i don't know it's just like i think they feed off the energy of the fans um because it's exciting to be back home with fans after covid true um, true yeah i don't know um I'd have to go and look at the stats. I'm sure I'd be able to find that, you know, or how many games they've won at the bottom of the ninth. Like, if if it's – I don't think it's, like, too, too many. Right. Like, they haven't had too many walk-offs, to my knowledge. Like, not, like, an absurd amount where it's like, oh, like, they need to be home to win games. Um, but, yeah, I think um, they, they need to start playing a little bit better on the road. Um, you know, they, they, need, they need to – like, today they, they got the Indians again. They need to um, – win against the Indians today and hopefully tomorrow they can get one more um so yeah and then you got like you said the Tigers this weekend that should hopefully be right able, hopefully they can sweep that and again like sweeping sweeping four game series even against like bad teams is hard to do like it's hard to win you know all four against the team uh, no matter how good they are so hopefully you know they can take at least one more of these Indians games and then they can take at least three of the Tigers games and Keep chugging out, and you got the Blue Jays who've been playing a little bit better, and then they go back to the Tigers, and the Rays come to town. Yeah, they go to the Astros. Like as we go on, it's you know the, the schedule is, is decently tough these next couple of weeks. Well, um, and just one other thing, maybe it's just a, a Chicago thing because the number one team in the league, um, for home wins is the Sox with their record of twenty and nine right. on home, but number two in the league. Are the Chicago Cubs with a nineteen and ten record? So. Yeah, it's hard to hard, <laughs> to hard to beat their home field. They get a good home field advantage yeah. with their fans, and um, you know we won't make you say anything else that's good about the Cubs. <laughs> so that that we'll, we'll cut yeah. cap that. But yeah, I don't know. The Cubs <laughs> are good. Uh, can't count them out. Uh, it's annoying, but they're good, and they'll continue to get more media attention than the White Sox, even though it's not deserved at all. And hopefully we'll be able to talk about a Sox game that we went to. Yeah, I'm hoping to get to one of those Tigers games this week when they come back from Cleveland. They took that quick road trip to Cleveland, and uh, they'll be back against the Tigers and the Blue Jays. 
because uh, they're going to get an off day a week from yesterday, um, next Monday, first off day in a bit. So, um, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to hopefully getting to one of those Sox Tigers games this weekend because I haven't been yet this year. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see uh, what happens with uh, that and the NBA playoffs been going on. I've been kind of following a little bit. I've been following the Utah Jazz, uh, but really, I don't think that's any of our specialties is the NBA. Yeah, I mean, uh, someone's gonna win. Yeah. Um, Everyone's telling me that I think the Nets are gonna win. I keep saying like, oh, the Jazz are gonna win, but I think it's the Nets that are gonna win. So, the most people are saying. So, um, you you cannot cannot count out um, LeBron James. So I will say that. Yeah, I I honestly I mean, no. yeah, you can't count him out because the refs like to pave that perfect path for him. Speaking of refs. Um, just not, I don't want to segue back to the NHL too much, but um, have you heard the stuff about how like people are complaining about the way refs call games in the playoffs? No, I have not. So apparently, like I mean, I'll go back to the Oilers series for a second. Connor McDavid drew like the most penalties during the regular season, and it's not being like a home like a homer type of thing where like they they cannot keep up to him, so they are holding him, they're hooking him, they're doing anything they can to slow him down. He yeah. did not draw a single penalty in the Stanley Cup playoffs because in a lot of ways, like, the way the refs call it, it's like, I don't want to influence the game. And it's like, influencing the game when a call should be called, you need to do that. Even if you don't, want to, you don't want to lopsided it, but also at the same time, if they are lopsiding the, their penalties, that's not on the refs, that's on the players. Yeah, um... I don't know. That's uh, that's the first time I've actually heard that. It makes sense. Like, why you'd be frustrated about that? Um, uh, but at the end of the day, um, I don't know. Yeah. You can make whatever excuses you want. Um, <laughs> you know. End of the day, Connor McDavid can't get it done in the playoffs. End of the day, Austin Matthews can't get it done in the playoffs. Neither can uh, so Alex Ovechkin. Neither can. Yeah, it's a darn shame. Yeah. It's a darn shame. But you know who can get it done in the playoffs and has proven it three times is Jonathan Tays, Patrick Kane. Not to be a homer, not to be that guy, but hey, man. Uh, I remember there was a day. How old was Kane when he won his first Stanley Cup? 21. Yeah, how old is Austin Matthews right now? Older than 21. Right yeah. I think they're 23, 24. Yeah, so and they don't have cups yet. That's a shame. Yeah, I know, but would because but now people are like you're wasting Patrick Kane's prime. That's true. Okay. Either so if 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 in three or four years the Maple Leafs then win their cups and then a couple years after um, Matthews and them all retire, it's like they had a great career. It was a great career. They they didn't get it done, but then they did. But if the if Taze and Kane um, play it out with Chicago and then they end up not winning again, it'll be like wasted. Because yeah, they got that success early, but then they couldn't later. It's yeah. like if you're well, gonna I mean, win, it's, but it's not their fault. It's not their no. Like, oh, it's not their fault, but it's it's all Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews' I mean, fault. It, it, it's I, all those guys' fault, but it's not I'll, reciprocated on the I'll back this up. I'll back this up. I'll back this up. Um, I guess you could say it's, <laughs> no. not, it's not necessarily Connor McDavid. I mean, he's he, like we talked about before. He doesn't really have a sporting cast. Yeah. Um, Austin Matthews, like again, you can't have five points in a playoff series if you're Austin Matthews. You need more points than five. Five points in a playoff series? He scored one goal. He scored one goal. Five points in one playoff series translates to 20 overall, which gets you like a con Smythe sometimes. 
What I'm saying is Austin Matthews cannot be good for one goal in a playoff series. True. No, I mean, he needs to score more goals in a playoff series. Uh, okay, but four assists, have you have fine, you have you good, have you heard of this guy and have uh, have you heard him before? His name's Carey Price. Oh, trust me, I've heard plenty about Carey. Price. Carey Price is the career. god of the yeah. Mo- Montreal Canadiens, and now he's real actually sh- playing real really shame good. Real shame he doesn't have a Stanley Cup. Hey. <laughs> this is his year. When you that great conference final that's going to include Montreal, yeah. Boston, Colorado, Col- Colorado, and that's so sad that that's going to be that. Uh, can uh, how Colorado about how about we just give Carolina and Tampa a bye, yeah. and just knock out uh, the Canadian division? You know what I mean? Yeah. Now knowing our luck, Canada's division is going to win. I knew that whole Canadian division thing was going to be a very bad. Like that that was probably the I mean obviously I, it I'd had call it to the happen. I'd call it the Pacific Division of normal yeah. years. You know what I mean? But even I'd say it's even worse than a Pacific Division because you, you're only yeah, true. Your only real contenders up there were like Toronto and Edmonton who and gone. who are gone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, like that division from the start, obviously there you know, with code restrictions there was nothing that could be done about it, especially with Canada. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, and the way they're handling it. Um but, um, yeah, like that, from the start, that just spelled out disaster. Because in recent years, like, and what I mean by recent years is like the last, like, 10, 15 years is like, we haven't seen success from Canadian hockey teams very much. Yeah. Um, and, and like, you know, what was going to be different about this year? You know, obviously, because we see nothing. Um, but, yeah, like that division, and, and it's just kind of a disaster the way that played out. Um, and, uh, that's okay. You know, it had to happen this year with COVID. That's fine. Um, not to say the Stanley Cup champion isn't warranted, um, because it definitely will be. This is more warranted than I'd say last year. Um, actually, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if I'd say that. I'd take that back actually. But, um, yeah, I don't know. That Canadian division was kind of a, a nightmare. And I, and like I said, like going in, like, I was pretty much like 90% confident that Edmonton and Toronto would not make it out of the first round. And I'm not trying to say I called that. I I, I told you that Toronto was not making it past the first round. I, I remember saying My face that, right now, if you're still listening, my face is just utter, no, you didn't. I, I totally said that. Totally. No one surprised. called Edmonton and Toronto not being here. You think you said this on the podcast? Because I'll go back said, and no, listen. I, we weren't doing the podcast. Fine, fair point, then. fair point. But I, I remember saying, I said, I will not be surprised that Toronto is not in the second round because they don't go to the second round. That's a team that just can't do it. Never can, never will. I shouldn't say that. I'm just being ridiculous. Yes. Now, but, okay. But <laughs> I, I'm not surprised that both those teams are out. And I, I love to cheer against them because they're so overrated every single year. Every single year. Oh, my God, Connor McDavid. Oh, my God, Austin Matthews. And what happens? Poof. They're gone. The second round, we don't even talk about them. Anymore. I don't think They're it's overrated up. when they put up 40 goals in the regular season and 100 Again, points. Can they do it when it matters? No. If they didn't face no. Connor Halbick. This next series, this next series Connor, is, are you kidding? Connor Halbick was great. He was and great, so was Carey Price. That's not... He's a few, like, he won the Vezina le- maybe last year, I think. Okay. Um, Both of those goalies are very big goalies, but come on. This coming series is—it's just going to be the two goalies on the ice. They're just going to play one v one. Yeah, because I, mean, I don't know. Just saying that uh, that the that those uh, Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews—it's like, true. hey, you guys are great. You guys look cool. You guys score cool goals. Yeah, you you get lots of goals. You get lots of points. Um, but then when the playoffs come around, you score only one goal. I, mean, I don't. Like well, you get for one goal. Well, but congratulations, I, Austin Matthews. I'll give you a nice little golf clap. And Corey Perry has more. Playoff goals than Patrick Kane does this coming this past season. Yeah, 
because Patrick Kane's on a golf course. He uh, was. He was a he, couple he weeks ago. Yeah. Club, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's, he's golfing too. Um, but yeah, now Austin Matthews and Conor McDavid are doing the same thing almost as quickly as Patrick Kane <laughs> uh, was doing it. So, yeah. Any um, other uh, tidbits? Anything you got, Patrick? Any, anything? I mean, that was, that was really it. Just kind of, it's kind of comical to see, you know, the league and the media get so hyped up over these players only for them to sadly fade out. Fade out of the conversation. What are your like, thoughts on? Uh, we talk about these guys. See, they're out. They're out of the conversation next week. Did you see that Wayne Gretzky signed with? Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm. I'm really excited. I think the NHL is actually like starting to get their media right. And hopefully right, they get. Yeah. Hopefully they get to say more than, uh, you know, uh, gotta get pucks in deep pucks and in uh, deep. gotta, gotta shoot the puck more. That's 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 the keys pucks for. Pucks in deep. You know, <laughs> gotta get our legs underneath us. So. <laughs> yeah. Let them be play. Let them actually talk. Yeah, no, I'm pretty excited with the the new media stuff coming with the NHL. Uh, I mean, the Seattle Kraken, their rigs coming along. They, I think they, they not. I think I know they signed at least one player already. I don't know if you saw that. I did see that. Yeah, yeah. not sure. You know, kind of a guy. I'm excited for the Kraken. I think yeah. I, I'm thinking about buying a hat. I'm thinking <laughs> about being a fan. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I think. Um. I will say this about the Kraken. I think there's a they are in a no win position. I think there's. Like, because they're following the Vegas Golden Knights. So, like, honestly, as an expansion team, your expectations should be nothing. Right. But because they are following the Vegas Golden Knights, their expectations are be um, going to the Stanley Cup final. If Unless they win the Stanley Cup, they, it's disappointing. It's disappointing. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I, we'll see what happens, you know. I, like we've already talked about, the stupidest yeah. thing ever is Vegas is protected from that whole expansion. Thing. They they should not. They should have that, to. That's ridiculous. That's the stupidest thing. I mean, classic NHL being NHL. I mean, that's just something they would do. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's no reason Vegas should be. No, no reason at all. I mean, they're they like, they are one of the top teams in the league. Yeah, and there's no reason that like their lineup you can't could, take you a. You can even argue that like this might actually help them in a way. Um, I mean, like not having to take a depth player away. In a way. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I will say this about Vegas. I thought they would, at this time, I thought they would have been, I can't, I don't know. Like, this is their fourth year in the league. Yeah. Um, I would have thought they've had a little bit and they, more. And they've made the playoffs every year they've been in the league. Right? They have, which is yeah. great. But That's I'm just saying, fantastic. Yeah. like, they were a team that I think even their, their owner was like, we're on a four to six year window to win a cup. And if this is their first year of that window being actually open, like last year, that's that ending was just they lost to Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> um, the year before that, they had their implosion against San Jose. Yeah. And then if this year, if like if they get really steamrolled by Colorado, which I mean they lost seven one in game one, like I'm excited to see how they answer. But if they get steamrolled, I, I I'd say that they're. You know what? I think a, I think a perfect comparison to this, and you, you could call me crazy in a way. Because Colorado still hasn't necessarily like, yes, really proven themselves at like the playoff level yet. Like okay. this is like their first like you know. This is their coming out party. Yeah, yeah. right. They're coming out party. Right. Um, but I can almost compare it to like, and maybe I'm being over dramatic with Colorado too, but like Vegas is like Minnesota and Colorado is like Chicago. Like back when those like Minnesota was like all right. Minnesota was like maybe not good enough to win the cup, but like yeah. good enough to go. Right. That's the second round. Like, I, I see. I see what you're team. saying. I see what like you're a, saying. A super like big heavyweight team with lots of goal scorers. That... But I would have called Vegas a super team 
a year or two ago. You know what I no, mean? No, no, I wouldn't either. No, I would have called Vegas a super you team. You would have. I would have. Yes. They when they sign, they have Alex Petrangelo, Mark Stone, Max Pacioretty. Um, you're saying you you would call them I two would, years ago, or now you're calling them that now? No, I I would have called them that like a year ago, or like when this season began. But now, like they don't look like that, and they're not getting the goals. Like again, again, they they boys. traded for um, they traded for Yanmark because they weren't getting depth scoring. That yeah. they're a team that should be getting depth scoring. They're a team that should be doing way better than. And I will say this about them too. They are a team that somehow they're they're going to have salary cap issues. Like they are already in a position where they have no space because yeah. they're giving out contracts to guys that are yeah right in their thirties. You know what I mean? Yeah, like right. no, yeah, for sure. And yeah, I mean, I think they're going to be in a version of the Blackhawks in a way where like you know salary cap hell and all that sort yeah. of thing. Um, but yeah, like you said, like the, like they have a lot of skill on that team, a lot of good players, like a lot of big names on yeah. that team, a lot of big names on that team. Now, let me ask you one question. I know that we don't know like what finals are going to look like or what matchups could look like, but I will say this. The one team I think that could stop Colorado, and I want to hear if you agree with this, I think it'd be the Tampa Bay Lightning. Man, you really like the Lightning. I know. I, 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 did a sw- I did a switch on the Lightning because I will say, let me say this. Colorado is in a position where I think they remind me very much of like Tampa Bay in 2015, a really good young team, still trying to take like an. Honestly, they they look like the best team. They're a Presidents Trophy winner, and they're you know a three seed. Yes, <laughs> that's that's pretty funny. What do you mean they're a three seed? Oh, excuse me. Um, are we talking about Tampa or Colorado there? Oh, excuse me. No, no. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. My bad. So Colorado yeah. won the yes. won the Presidents Trophy. They're a number one team in the league, but Tampa's still the defending Stanley Cup champions. And they're also, like, I'd argue if any team's going to give Colorado a run for their money, it's going to be Tampa eventually. Yeah, I agree. I think even Boston could, too. Bo- yeah, Boston's the other team uh, I wanted to name. Yeah, that, no, Boston Boston and, and um, Boston and Tampa Bay are, like, your, yeah. obviously, your teams that are always in it. Your teams that yeah. are always skilled. Your teams that are always deep. And your teams that are always pretty scary to play against. Yeah. Um, and I agree. I think uh, Boston. I think honestly, I would, I think Boston would give Colorado more of a run for their money than Tampa would. Yeah, and now and no the way Boston are... plays that like we all, they, they always have been that physical game. Very, they're very physical. They're very, yeah. they're just. I mean, like, I think Washington self imploded a lot more than Boston just totally oh, yeah. killed them. For sure. Like Boston's sure. a team that. They're reliable throughout all 60 minutes, and then they wait for you to make a mistake, and then they capitalize on it. You know what I mean? Which is, like... A good way good, to play. Good teams, that's what yeah. a good team is. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think that... I mean, again, it's 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 crazy because, like, we, we do this once a week, so we'll know a lot more in a week, but, right. like, no series is done until it's over. You can have Toronto and Montreal on it be 3-1, and it's not going to end. You know what I mean? Right. So we'll Minnesota we'll wait and too. see. Was yeah, that, series? that, was, good that series. was a good series. I really I wish, and that's why I'm less high on Vegas now is because they couldn't get it done against the Wild. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They, they they couldn't close it out as quickly as you know they yeah. should have. They should have. Um, and and they also credit to Minnesota. They are they were a good team this year, and I, I you know, um, I think they they definitely had it in them to make it to the second round. Um, yeah, just just you know just like they. 
two really great teams that played each other, a uh, really great series, and you know, eventually there's got to be a winner, and it wasn't Minnesota with Vegas. You could say the same thing if Vegas lost to. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, I, I would just say, yeah, like Colorado, I mean, after that first game. It looked scary. It, it looked, yeah, it yeah. looked, I hope that it's more entertaining than that. <laughs> I hope, you know. Yeah, but um, like you said, um, you know, a lot of the speculation. We'll know a lot more next week. Um, yeah, I'm very excited to see. They don't play till Wednesday. Yeah. Um, so hopefully we'll have a better idea of like what the the Avalanche look like and the um, Lightning and Carolina series looks like. But I, I, I know you don't agree with me, but I think um, you can't count out the Canes yet. And oh I'm no, not, I mean, I'm not, I, I'm not like trying to sell them short. No, I, I'm like, not trying they, to sell them short. Yeah, team. they are a good team. Um, and so yeah, and but, but, like it. Everything you said is valid. I agree with it. Like, yeah. Tampa Bay, they're freaking, they're I, not, a, like, the way it sh- shook out was that they were a three C is what I was saying. It's it's the same thing as, um like, the Blackhawks when they, like, the Blackhawks, I think, were a three C during 2015. Yeah. It's just, like, they're a team that, yeah. they didn't even need. They don't care about the receiving. They, they didn't, they don't care about it. You and know what I mean? The receiving doesn't mean it, yeah. Like, Carolina, I think, they really were pushing for a President's Trophy. Yeah. That looked good for them, you for, know? Yeah, so, you, but, exactly. Yeah. Tampa, it's like okay, it's time to get to work. They've already done this. They've had they have that experience. They didn't get Kucherov back until the playoffs, and during the regular season, they split it with Tampa, and excuse me, they split it with Carolina. They both went won four games, so it's like they didn't need, they didn't care, you know. Yeah, it's kind of funny because like this is like Carolina's like oh we're playing Tampa Bay yeah. like big series, and Tampa is like all right, let's just get this done, let's get to work. Right. Tampa, I think it's like it's similar to the twenty fifteen Blackhawks where they have the experience. But Tampa, to me, they still have that skill of just, like, just, they're going to demolish you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, you know, that first game was, it was a good game. It was, it was a good game. Yeah. Really no, I'm close. really, I'm I'm selling Carolina way too short. It, but, like, again, you, it's not like you're not bad, though. Like, you, you can do that because, like, again, like we're saying, this Tampa Bay team is, it's very good. Yeah. It's very good. It's going to win games. This is going to be a pretty good series. And, like, for all we know, Tampa Bay could 7-1. Carolina next game just like right, but then also I also could see Carolina doing that again too. It's yeah. like it's they're just they're two good teams, yeah. just really good teams. And I think at the end of the day, I think you're right in saying like Tampa Bay they they have more depth, they have more skill, they have more experience, they have everything more. I just think they have like Steven Stamkos, Brandon Point, Victor Hedman, Nikita Kucherov. I can keep going, you know, Vasilevsky, Vasilevsky yeah. Ryan McDonough. Right. Whereas I mean. Carolina has just the kids, you yeah, know, like the they, <laughs> yeah. they, they have like, Aho, yeah. you know, like those guys. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the same way you're talking about Minnesota, Chicago with, um, Vegas and Colorado, I think it's the exact same yeah, thing with this pick. series too. Yeah. If, if not, maybe like a Pittsburgh, Washington, where you have like Washington's always good, but Pittsburgh's just always better. Yeah. That's true. Uh, the kids. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's that's literally like what they that's their branding. They like to brand themselves yeah. as that. And uh, yeah, like I mean, how many like I think I, I know I can probably name like a couple players from Carolina, but it's they're a collective to me. They're not like a one or two superstar team. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. They're a collective team. Yeah, like you know, Andre Sveshnikov. Yeah. You know, Brett Pesci Pesci. Um, Sebastian Ajo, like I said, Jordan Stahl with that veteran leadership, Nikas, Martin Nikas, Brock McGinn. Yeah. Um, they have the guys. Tavo. Yeah, they do. They really do. But it's just um, like. Martin Nuke. 
Yeah, like looking at Nito Niederreiter, he's have some playoff experiences. Brady Skate, how do you say his name? Brady Skate, Skitchy, Skate. He was Rangers guy. Oh yeah, he, yeah. He played. He played with the Rangers. Uh, but I want to say like the most Stanley Cup experience on that team. I mean, I, I I'm gonna say Tivo Teravainen. Cedric Paquette. Yeah. He came from Tampa. He's got a ring. Yeah, went to Tampa. But uh, you know, this is this is something that I just this is more funny, but also like could be argued for. What if I told you Sebastian Ajo is better than Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews in the playoffs? Better. Okay, sure. Yeah. Well, Pet, I know, I know your argument here. It's just <laughs> five what? goals. Five goals five in the goals playoffs. Two assists. Five goals, two assists for Sebastian Ajo. How's their How's their scoring spread amongst their team? I'm looking right now. So you got. Uh, let's do this. And let's actually. So Ajo's got five, Jordan Stahl's got four, McGinn's got three, Nakas got two, Shortchuk's got two, Dougie Hamilton's got a goal, Pesci a goal, Sveshnikov a goal, Tavo That's pretty goal. good. Yeah, the, the spread is there. It's pretty good. Like when I looked at Toronto's, it was like, yeah, okay, top heavy. four, one, yeah. one, zero, everyone else. So it's like, yeah, it's spread out pretty well between their guys. Um, and, and like, again, like, they had a good season, you know. Maybe some of that can be spoken to who they played all year long. I mean, that, that the central yeah. division was pretty pretty weakest in a sense. Like no, I mean it's weak. Florida, Florida was like uh, weird. No, Florida like, was not, good. They were good, but like the, those top three teams were like, solid. Were, those th- top three teams were tol- solid, but then it was everything else where you you have Columbus, Detroit, Chicago. You, those guys could like just. Um, totally like just bump their stats up playing those three teams. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, it was just it was uh, weird how it was this year. Um, but yeah, you know the Canadian or the um, the Canes are pretty good. Their scoring spread is is uh, is pretty good. Um, and yeah, I mean like even Sebastian Ajo's got two game winning goals already. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, he's he's a he's a big one for them, and uh, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I, you know, like there's a. There's I was excited a... when I saw that series. I mean, I was super excited for that Nashville Carolina series. Lived up to the hype. Yeah, all actually, I don't think there was very few series that weren't like entertaining. You right, know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like even actually, the only series I think that wasn't entertaining was Colorado St. Louis. That was that was yeah. done. But it was entertaining in the sense where like we're watching a really good hockey yeah, team. Yeah, like, right. Beat exactly. Up on a team that's actually like this. Yeah. Like. Okay, the Blues, like, that wasn't, like, the Blues being, like, bad, in my opinion. That was just Colorado being, like, we're... Yeah, no, if, if I'm the Blues, I don't... Don't don't explode your team, yeah, you know right, what I mean? Right. Like, that was just... like it even just ran into the, yeah. the freaking... And even the, the other sweep, like, three of those games went into OT. You know what I mean? Right. So, th- there was a lot of good hockey in round one. I think round two has a lot of good matchups, too. And then round three, like, the next round of hockey is going to have... Stanley Cup final matchups, right. you know, with, with the exception of the, those two little Canadian guys, <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> for being honest, that's probably going to end up being like the best second round. Yeah. Series. I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward <laughs> to Winnipeg in the conference. Yeah. Yeah, well, or, or who would have thought Montreal or Winnipeg? I think that destroyed that everyone's bracket. Like if yeah. I think it did, it really did. Like it's not on par to like a couple of years ago when every do you remember every wild card yeah. team won round one? Actually, that yeah, was like, fun. Yeah, yeah. But like, <laughs> that's what the Canadian division reminds me of. Like, yeah, just <laughs> with Winnipeg and Montreal. Gosh, I, I knowing just the way we're talking right now, 
we're going to have to have a podcast where it's going to be, and the Stanley Cup champions, the Winnipeg Jets, Winnipeg Jets. or the Montreal Canadiens. Anything can happen in the playoffs, man, I guess. It's, yeah, you know, that's going to be the moral of the story, and yeah. Corey Perry led his team to victory. Yeah. What a dirty player, man. That's a story for another day. That's a, that's a story for another day. Th- thank you for watching, Pat. Thanks for, thanks for or, excuse me, thank you for listening, and Pat, thanks for being here. Yeah, of course. It was uh, fun, as always, and um, just looking forward to Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews not being talked about on next week's show because they're... Do you do you know who <laughs> Do you know who Seth Jones is by the way? I do, yeah. Yeah. Do you think the Blackhawks should get oh, him? I, I yes or your, no? I saw your thing about that. Yeah, that that's pretty interesting. Um, Cuz I got people in the comments that were like, "No." And then I got people in the comments that were like, "Stan Bowman can't do it." And then I got people in the comments saying, "Yes." So it, a Seth Jones signing would make just like it'd be a, it's a typical Stan move. Not a signing, trading. You you have to or, 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 trade for him. Bring, bring them in would yeah. be a such a Blackhawks and stand. Like, what do you bring, mean? Bring a guy in who's like who's who's pretty good, right? Just like you did with um, Duclair. Just like like Duclair. No, Pat, Seth Jones is their number one elite defenseman. He is the missing piece to that blue line where we we have. Two, three, forest guys, but we don't have that see, number I, one guy. I don't think if Seth Jones like trade like if we got Seth Jones, okay, okay, well, play out for me how that would go. Like, tell me who we give up for Seth Jones. Like, I, tell me how, like in your mind, who would you like, give up? Like, tell me like how in your mind, like how would you want the trade to go? Or no, not how you want. How do you think the trade would go? So I said what I wrote was I think I said a first round pick, and I'd give up. Like, I'd give up Lucas Reichel, their number one draft pick from last year, and I'd give up two of those defensemen that we have. You, I'd give up you, I'd give up Adam Bonkfist. I don't care. Oh, I would. Folks, go listen to last week's show where Jimmy was talking about how Adam Bonkfist is still going to be. No, I mean, I yeah, he's going to be that, but the Blackhawks, <laughs> no, they don't I'm need that. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, <laughs> I, I'd even – but then people were like, oh, you need to give up a – like, they want a number one center for him. And I was debating about it back and forth, and I think I would still do it. I'd probably give up Kirby Doc for him. Okay. After all the, like, it, you know, whatever situation it yeah. may be, do you really think it would be worth it? I think in that sense, I don't think, like, again, I think a move like that would just put us right back to where we are right now. I think the biggest issue with the Blackhawks team is their defense. That I agree. I would agree. And I think there is... The long-term answer of fixing that defense of just waiting and hoping that one of these guys hits as an elite defenseman, I don't think it's going to happen. I think I these guys are undersized. I think they're they're offensive-minded, and I don't know if they have the skill defensively. But like my, and I, I don't my, think you can keep going forward with Duncan Keith playing 25 <laughs> minutes a night. Yeah, no, you can't. I, um, you're right. And I think Seth Jones is 28 years old, I want to say. or He might 26 or 28. Those are two different numbers in this league. I think it might be 26. He is uh, 26. So if you can bring in a 26-year-old Seth Jones, sign him for eight years, sign him to however much money he wants because he is the face of your defense. You talked about it yourself. You mentioned the Columbus Blue Jackets beating the Toronto Maple, uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Seth Jones played over 30 minutes a night in every one of those games. And his analytics aren't great, and that's what everyone won't shut up about. But 
I don't I don't know if you go back and look at Duncan Keith's analytics during his really good years, and I doubt they were good too. He is a a difference maker on that blue line where if you had Seth Jones, and you could still put Duncan Keith on your like their second pairing, and you mix and match press like your um, Wyatt Kalyanux, Riley Stillman's yeah. in there. I think that defense. I think in three or four years we're talking about Seth Jones as like a Victor Hedman. I don't know. I just, in my opinion, I feel like a move like that for what what you would have to give up yeah. to get him would subtract your team. It would subtract your team a lot, and okay. Seth Jones would bring a lot to your team. Yeah. And overall, it would just be like a nothing happened type thing. It would be like we kind of picked off where we left off. I understand, but I also think that yeah, like if, okay. if you got to give up Kirby Doc to get Seth Jones, I say no way. If you have to give up Kirby Doc to give up Seth, if you. Kirby Doc, and I think you still probably need to give up another thing. Yeah, and, and so, I, I think... I, so, Kirby Doc in this year's first-round pick isn't good enough is too much it, for you? Because, like... I understand. Because I, just, it, I just... I do understand. It, it, again, like, you're building that blue line, which is what we need to do. I agree with you 100%. And picking up Seth Jones, like, you know, if, if it was, you know, like... Yeah. For example, like maybe, maybe it's a free agent signing. We're talking... We're having a different conversation. Uh, maybe with Capsules, whatever it is. Yeah. But like, if, it, if that was the case... But, like, a trade would just be hard to execute, I think, in a sense where, like, it would still kind of keep that team in, like, that mediocre, you know, like... I guess it would... It would the, maybe the team, a little bit, but not... If, if you're saying you want to go for another Stanley Cup with Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane, it is a move you need to make. If it's a... If it's... if unlo- It's a move you need to make if you want to win a cup with those guys. But if you want to... If you want to win a cup five or ten years down the line, then yeah, it might, it's going to hurt your team. Yeah, and that's, that's fair. But like, um, do, do you think that like, picking up Seth Jones would vault us into an instant contender position? That's what I wrote. Yeah. I think that... <laughs> See, that's where I hit No, you. not, maybe not instant, but I think 2022, 2023, yeah, that's, that's my year that the Blackhawks be good. What, what else? Where is ever like... What do you mean? What? Who else am I like? What what am you I guys missing? Patrick Kane. Like, would we just be like, like an Edmonton where it's like, okay, we have Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taze. I'm saying Jones. a contender. I'm saying second or third round. I'm not saying you, Stanley Cup right away. Also, just said if you want Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taze, one other Stanley. Yeah, Cup, no, I think this gives you your best chance to do oh, it. Okay. So I think like, if if you trade away Kirby Doc, I don't think because I also wrote about how the team should maybe trade Dylan Strom this summer. It, That's it, something I, that yeah. would be something I think could be good for the Hawks. What a Dylan Strom trade? Yeah, I, I agree, but I also think that if you trade a Dylan Strom for any defenseman to try and like kind of fix be a, that, it won't be a very. Good it, defense. It's not going to be a game changing defenseman. Yeah. It's going to be a defenseman that struggled on his previous team, and uh, we're going to see. Oh, it's going to be another Nikita Z- Zadorov. Yeah, yeah. We're, we already have that. Right. The Blackhawks are desperate for a number one defenseman. This is the only real possibility fine to get one right so, now. So, does Seth Jones like want out of Columbus or something, or is it just like? So it came out like a couple days ago that okay, so he's gonna, um, he's he 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 informed the team that he doesn't want to resign there at the end of his contract next year. Okay. And then, um, oh, so you're nothing. We, we would trade for Seth Jones, and then and he would have a year left on his contract, and then we sign. He we would I, sign after that. I think. If if you look at where the Blackhawks are going and just the city of Chicago, yeah, I think he'd re-sign with us. He's playing in Columbus. I mean, he has to take a little bit of a discount. We can't pay him the money he deserves, in my opinion. 
I think he can make seven or eight million a year. Would you agree with that? Around that number? Yeah, I think I would say so. Yeah. I if you Maybe look at where more. the Blackhawks are at, I think they can they can fork up seven or eight million. And so that would be it. What do you mean that'd be like it? Like that would be we'd be pretty close to the cap at that point, right? I mean, it's a flat cap world, but next summer you have Calvin DeHaan, Connor Murphy, and a, a ton of other guys. Andrew Shaw's contracts off the books. Um, I I still I wrote about it, and I think I still agree with that that this team needs to get rid of Seabrook's contract. Yeah, and but I that's near that's impossible. An, that's near impossible, and yeah. you need to give up basically a first round pick and probably a prospect. Yeah, and I I. I almost I, I want to ask you: Do you think cap space to me is worth more than just getting another mid round first oh, round pick? For sure. You know. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. I think that if if yeah. you can find any team that will take a first your first round pick this year, which is I think eleventh, and a yeah, prospect, yeah. I would get rid of that, and then yeah, then you have that cap space to sign guys and yeah. give extensions to yeah. these players. You know yeah, what I no, mean? No, I, I agree that that's like that's like. What a smart GM would do, I, yeah. I think. I yeah. Really, but then again, look what we're dealing with here. But uh, but I I it's gonna take it takes a lot of it's gonna take a lot of like interesting moves yeah. to actually get this team to a contending spot, and yeah, I don't no, think Stan I, Bowman I does it. And it's just like I wish you were at the helm, man. I wish you were the GM. I wish this was NHL twenty. <laughs> but just look at what the Blackhawks end up doing with these picks. You know, like um, they're not doing much with the first round picks. Yeah. You know, like you're I mean, getting. It, right, but he was a third overall pick. I'm talking like you traded away Henry Yogi Haru eventually. Yep. Um, Adam Bockfist is still on the team, so is Nicholas Budin. But you've traded away all these other picks. So while it's just a number, it's an 18th overall pick, or while it's still just a random pick next year, trade it away and use that leverage of oh, the Blackhawks are going to be bad. This is going to be a really high pick, and bet on yourself that you're going to be a better team than that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. It's I it's it's an interesting situation and in everything in itself, you know. Yeah, and, yeah um, that kind of have to change. Like Stan would have to be kind of more of a go getter in that sense, where like you, yeah, you go get Seth or you go get you know. And obviously, I agree. I get rid or make a crappy yeah. move to get rid of that Seabrook contract. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to trade for Seth Jones. I would want to sign him this coming off season, but or the, like next off season, you know. Right. But Seth, like the Blue Jackets, came out and said that they're not going to um. The, the blue, I th- it was a rumor that then the Blue Jackets are looking to trade him right now, and they're not. He's not going to be on the team next year because, from a, their perspective, they don't want to lose him in free agency. Right. And from they want any to get something. exactly yeah. yeah, and any other team, if you look at it, if you trade for Seth Jones this summer, you're expecting to sign Seth Jones. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. So that's why I'm saying unless, the Blackhawks like, have to like give a, it up. I or maybe like it's like a something like a Carolina or like a like yeah they pick him up as a rental. You know, like. Maybe not, like, I a, think, like, it'd be cool. It's a, be a very cool, expensive rental. That's true. It would be a pretty, yeah, that's true. It's, you think about rental players or not, yeah, you're right. That, rental that's, players. That's a, that's a very good point. I think defensive rental players, and he wouldn't even be, like, he's a, like, Taylor Hall is different than Seth Jones in the sense that, like, Seth Jones is, like, a player that's going to, you can build a defense around. Yeah, he, like, that's why I'm saying, that's why I think, yeah. that's why I think the Blackhawks need him, and. I think yeah, right he, away he, that he fits, he, he fits, fits, and he inst he and I I use the word instant contender, but he that defense instantly becomes way better. You know yeah. what I mean? Because like we talked about last week, they have some of those two three guys. They ha- like you put Connor Murphy and like 
Duncan Keith as a number two pairing. You put Seth Jones and like I, I don't even care who you put. It's it's the same thing with Victor Hedman and Jan Ruda. You can play Riley Stillman with Seth Jones, and that's a decent pairing. And then yeah. it's you're talking like if you still have Calvin DeHaan on the team and like a um, Nicholas Budin. And I didn't name Ian Mitchell, Adam Bockfist. I didn't name half those guys. Yeah. I didn't name Wyatt Kalyanov. Those are three guys that all got chances. Yeah. Um, and, and what do you know about Billy Hamilton? Carolina Hurricanes. Dougie Hamilton. Or, yeah, no, I'm sorry. Billy Hamilton's the White Sox. Yeah. I, I'm getting sorry. confused now. Yeah. No, Dougie I'm Hamilton. Interested. Dougie Hamilton, yeah. I've heard... I've heard rumors like the Hawks could be interested in him. That's another. He's another player. I think yeah. the difference between well, he's obviously like a two guy in my opinion. I don't think. I yeah no, that's guy. what I was gonna say. Yeah. I think and Dougie Hamilton's a bit older. I want to say he's around twenty eight. Um, so I mean twenty six to twenty eight isn't that big of a difference, but yeah, um, it's there. It's there. Um, I just think that Dougie Hamilton. Yeah, I don't think he could be like if you if you get Dougie Hamilton this offseason, it's a great addition. But it's not a fix. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's like it'd be a stand move. It'd be a stand move in the sense where like the team um let's keep getting two guys, three guys. Let's keep getting guys that just won't really make our team better, but just keep our team where we're at right now. Yeah, it'd be like if the team like um signed Brandon Sod back this offseason and then it's like, well that fixes the bottom six and it's like it it puts a band aid on it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't Permanently it doesn't it, yeah. permanently fix anything. I, yeah. I think the Blackhawks, I think that um, all these prospects that we're all very high on, they're, you have to look at them not as just prospects and like where they can be years from now, but also as capital and getting guys that might be better off. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, Excuse me. Like the difference between the Blackhawks of the olden times and now is like those defensive players – were already there and developed. Like Duncan Keith was twenty six when they won that first Stanley Cup. Yeah. Brent Seabrook was twenty four. Right. Those guys were already great, and the list goes on. They had Jalmerson, they had um, Campbell, they had a ton of different guys on their defense that were ready. Whereas now it's yeah. like if you want to be there, you might have to trade a guy or two to get there. Yeah. And I don't like the idea. Of, like I don't like trading Kirby Doc. I don't like giving up these players. But if I mean in the long run, it could be what we need to do. Yeah, exactly. It's, you, you talked a little bit more into it as you brought it up. I, I still think that maybe there would be a little bit more patchwork to do after that. I I don't think it. Yes, I agree. It's I maybe should specify that where it's like, yes, Seth. It's it's the it's it's the biggest step. It's a leap into the right direction. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think the big year that they contend could be twenty twenty two twenty three if could they be. do make a move like that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's an interesting way of thinking about it. I didn't really think, you know, when I saw that, I was kind of like, you know. Yeah. In a way, I'm like, that would kind of, like, not really do much. But you've talked me into it a little bit more. What? Um, I wrote like, I, I, like Again, you're, like, you're kind of making me excited in the sense where, like, if the Hawks want to win another Stanley Cup with Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taze, like, they have to do something crafty. They have to, the they have to think to outside that, the box. Yeah, yeah. They, need, they need to be like, yeah. They need to think outside the box they need and to crack take it. a risk and take a jump and take a gamble. Right. You know what? You 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 develop players and you bring players into the organization not only to just see where they fit, but also because like eventually you're gonna have to pick and choose. Like the the Blackhawks have, I'm gonna name guys. They have Pierce Suter, Philip Kershaw, Brandon Hagel. Um, they have 
Henrik Borkstrom, they just got, they're pretty high on him. They have, um, uh, I didn't even, Lucas Reichel, I'm forgetting guys too. Like, uh, Vinny Henestroza had a really good finish with the Blackhawks. Dominic Kubelik, Alex Abrinkat, these are all guys that make up their team, you know? And they, they don't, there's only 12 roster spots on a team, you know? And if you don't move these guys while they, like, have... Like, well, they just had a good year. Value. Value. If you wait, then they're going to lose them a free agency. And then they become guys like Tyler Mott, um, Dominic, uh, Anthony Duclair. They become guys that just left the team, and then they find good spots on other teams. Yeah. Trade them while they have value. Right. You know? Exactly. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. You don't, you never want to lose guys to free agency. You really don't. And it's. That's that's just kind of like a, hey, like. Yeah. It either didn't work out or it's like. Hey, we can't pay you or yeah. something like that. It's like, well, you why why didn't you just do something while you had them? Like, like, I, you, like if you knew this was coming, yeah, do something. Like I wrote an article get, today about like the five prospects now that to keep an eye on for the future for the Blackhawks, and obviously this past year saw so many young guys make the leap. So it's like there definitely shouldn't be that many NHL ready guys, but there really is. Like you have Lucas Raquel and Henrik Borgstrom. Both of them are, like, Henrik Borgstrom signed, and then Lucas Reichel, the former draft pick from this past year, he's pretty much NHL-ready for the most part. Yeah. And then after that, like, it's a defenseman and a goalie, and then yeah, Max... Yeah, that's, that's got to get fixed. Well, Drew, um, Drew Camesso is supposedly going to be their number one guy. He's at Boston University. He's going to be their next guy. I, I'm, I'm going to write about three goalies the Blackhawks could potentially sign, and... Goalie is a position where you're just putting a Band-Aid on. I think... Yeah, I, uh, I agree. There, there's very few, like... You don't need to carry Price. You don't if need you to carry Price. If you get Seth Jones, you really don't need to carry Price, I don't think. Well, you, you, you want one. But I think I mean, that I if you get Seth one. Jones... If you get Seth Jones, like... Columbus has two really good young goalies, too. If you get Seth Jones, I think, like, Kevin Lankin and, and whoever is the other goalie becomes that kind of goalies. You know what I mean? Putting I putting I a see, good like, defense in front of them, they'll be able to be better. Like... Kevin Lincoln is a one B. He's not a one A. Like he's a yeah. He's like a guy. He's a backup. He, he's a backup, but I think he's, he could I think be. He's like a, I think he's a good backup. A good backup, or he can be like a like a like a thirty or thirty five goal like game goalie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's not playing twenty. He's yeah, not, right. You know. Yeah, I agree. And yeah, he can never be the guy. He can't. He shouldn't be the he, guy. He, yeah, he should never be the guy. I right. think then, like then you're looking at guys that are available, and like I look at like Anti Ranta who. Is with who, who's having a stint with the Blackhawks? He, he, who actually has, has been good at other teams? No, he's yeah. he was um yeah he, he was pretty good in with the Coyotes, and I don't think he should cost that much money. Yeah. and I think if you can sign him for two years, and then like hopefully by then, because like Malcolm Subban and Colin Delia, I, I I don't want them to do this three goalie thing again. No, I I, I don't think you could be successful with a three goalie thing. But are the Blackhawks trying to be successful? You know, like I not think yet, yeah, not yet, obviously, but. If you want to put a Band-Aid on it and run with Kevin Lankinen and put the other two in the minors for a year or two and then just cut them, um, I think you you sign a guy like Ranta that... Where's can, Kevin Dubnik at when you need him? He's on... He, he, no, no, he's I'm on... Like, like what Minnesota did with Kevin Dubnik. They yeah. signed him and he instantly became like this god for that. I know, but where is he? I think he played... He's in San Jose. I think he's in San Jose. Pretty sure he's in San Jose. I'll look that up real quick. Nah, it's... But it's... um, It's... I know we're running long now because we said we wanted to be a 40. Yeah, that's long. We should. Kevin Dubnik is, uh, just one before we end. Oh, he's with Colorado. 
I knew it. I, I knew because I looked up Colorado oh, today. But he was with San Jose for a bit. Yeah. He's been with lots of teams. Gold is such an interesting position where like... Edmonton, Arizona, yeah, Minnesota. Look at Edmonton's goalie, Mike Smith. Look at the Pittsburgh goalie. They gave up um, Flurry because he was older. And then they were like, Matt, um, Matt Murray's our guy. Yeah. And Matt Murray was bad. And then they were like, Tristan Jari's our guy. And then Trist- Tristan Jari just single-handedly lost them a series. <laughs> it's just like goaltending such a position that when you have it, you have it. And when you don't, you're really bad. But when you do have it, you cannot overpay the guy. Like, people always talk smack about Corey Crawford, but he was reliable. That's He was a reliable guy for that team for as long as many years as they were contenders. Absolutely, I would agree with you. Like, the Blackhawks don't need a game-changing defense uh, goalie. They just need a reliable guy that can play in there. Yeah, like a Devin Dubnik. I feel like actually a good, a really good comparison, a really t- a, a team that's re- that, that, that has been doing that for a long time is the Minnesota Wild. Look at who, like, Cam Talbot, Devin Dubnik, right. Darcy Kemper, guys yeah. like that. I'd also, it's, um, St. Louis has it too, except Bennington's been bad this year, but, like, um, Brian yeah, Elliott, Jake thought, Allen. They thought Biggson was like the, the guy. Like well, he the was. He, guy. he did it for them in the playoffs. He, he got it. them a cup. Which, yeah, right. Which is so all that's you can really that's, ask. that's yeah. all you can ask. But yeah. then he he hasn't been it in recent times, you know. Yeah. And that's the thing with young goalies. We're like Kevin Lincoln, and yeah, he just had a great year. But now you go back to next year, and maybe maybe we don't see that. Carter Hart with um Philadelphia, horrible year. Yeah. Like Who to had the a point. Great year. Yeah, yeah, to the point where, like, do we move on from Carter Hart? Yeah. No, you don't. But it's just, like, goaltending such a weird position where, is, yeah. yeah, I guess you just want to have as many guys as you can around to just kind of just, like, that's basically what um, yeah, Colorado's getting, doing. I think we're getting close to, like, that next generation of goalies, right? Like, yeah, Marc-Andre Fleury's old, you know, like, Carey Price has been in the league yeah. for a long time now. Like, there are, you know, Ben Bishop, and, like, the, there's, like, you guys, Ryan right, Miller just retired. In. Ryan Miller, um, perfect, yeah. Henrik, Lundqvist, yeah. Lundqvist, all these like legendary goalies who are starting. Corey older. Crawford retired. Corey yeah. Crawford's out. He should. He's in the conversation. Like all the and even um, yeah, it was Ben Bishop before it was uh, Vasilevsky. Correct? Yeah, Ben Bishop's in Dallas. And yeah, but, but like on Tampa Bay. Right, right. I remember Vasilevsky? Like I remember when we were in the finals. Yeah. They were like, oh, they got this young guy who's supposed to be like the next like big. Thing. Yeah. And he, I mean, he has. He, I mean, he's. I think. Obviously, it's Tampa Bay, but Vasilevsky's just... He's a good goalie. He's he ba- deserves yeah. credit. Yeah, he, yeah, he deserves the credit. Yeah, and he, he's a good goalie. And so it's like, yeah, guys like him, like, we're, 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 there's going to be new spots that needed to be filled around the league, you know, where it's... Yeah. Like, the Hawks are a perfect example. Like, they're they're on the they're on the hunt for, you know, a band-aid or, you know, someone who's just good enough. Yeah, no, I mean, the goaltending position is not a position where I'm like, throw all your money at a goalie or trade everything. Price, yeah. yeah. The, that's not the position. I think defenses throw all the money or trade anything for that. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and again, it'll be interesting to see what they can do um, going forward. And, and yeah, like I said, it, it, if the Blackhawks are thinking the way you are, like they need to make that outside the box move, I'm excited to see whatever that move that will be. And Hopefully, I just hope that they do plan on contending like right. soon. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I don't know how much longer Stan Bowman's job is just... I Actually, I know Stan Bowman's job is just safe, period. Yeah. But I don't know how much longer you can put up with this. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I agree. Like, just where they're at right now is just, like, kind of a plateau point. And it's like, 
Like realistically, into- you have not been in the playoffs since 2017. Really? I don't care also, about last year. Yeah, but oh, I agree. We yeah, we established that before. And like, I would say like again, like we talked about before, it's like this team isn't like bad. They're not like super no. super bad. They're not a basement team. They're a team that's like, hey man, we need a couple more pieces. We can go places. And like, look at like I'm a fan. Like if you're listening or if you read my stuff, you know I'm a fan. Right. Like I, I'm oh, not, yeah. I'm not, pay, I'm not. I mean, yeah, you wrote an article about the Hawks possibly making the playoffs hey. or, or contending hey. for the cup. That, no, I'm, I'm I messing know. with you. But I, I mean, obviously, I'm gonna be like, I'm optimistic. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm a fan, you know. Like I'm not gonna be all gung ho. This team's horrible. And I mean, sure, yeah. gung ho. This team is the best team in the league. Yeah, you know, like, I don't think they're the best team in the league, but I think they can be someday. I think they. Yeah, I, think so. I, I want them to be as someday. As long as you and, have Patrick Kane, Jonathan Davis on your team, especially Patrick Kane. Patrick Kane, Alex Dabrinka, Dominic Kubalik, like you're you're naming guys that are a part of a core group, and yeah, if they all can take steps forward and be, just, you know, like if they can be good, then the team's in for in a in for a good position. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, and obviously, um, it just takes a little bit of work on the front office side of things, and you know, we can only hope that Stan's the guy who's going to do it, and if it's not, then we got a pretty long road ahead until we can get new management. I right? and it's like. I guess it's people always like hate on Stan Bowman, and I get it. Like he's made a ton of bad mistakes, you know. Yeah, but but, but, it, but like he's our guy. Chance to prove himself. Though. Yeah, and it, but it's like, I, I, would you agree? Like now is his chance to really prove himself. I think he's done a lot of good. I think when you look at the team, like the guys he signed were. But but again, like he's it's not signings that are making this team contenders now though. It's like he needs, right. he needs to like now is his time yeah. to be like okay like I'm to think like a. Like a, you know, yeah, now, now it's time for him to do this in trades. Right. And this yeah. past, the trade deadline, he had arguably one of the oh, best fantastic. trades. He yeah. gave up like, um, fantastic. I, I know we've got to get out of here, but he gave up like Walmart and another guy Just, that never say, played on the base, team. Well, yeah, Basement yeah, guys that ne- we were not going to factor. Good yeah. trade deadline. He, Great trade deadline. He, like, He's, he's starting to show a little bit more promise, but just like, I guess not my, I don't know if you could try and understand what I'm saying. I'm just trying to say like, now is his time to just kind of be like, Hey man, like just had a good trade deadline. Now yeah. it's like time to think outside the box and see what we can do to yeah. make this team better again. And he, and I, it's scary because like the signings he's done during the off season and getting guys from overseas to bring them in, they're filling in, they're doing a good job. You know, they're doing great there. Drafting wise, I think that when you look at the last two or three years of drafting players, I like guys that they've got in the second, third, and fourth round. You know, yeah. I think they're doing a great job there too. And the one step that he needs to take and elevate is what you're saying: those big name guys. Trading, he needs trading, free agents. signing free agents, yeah. and bringing in those big name guys. Yeah, and that that and if he can do that, then like again, like you said, this team could we can be looking at a team that's back into the playoffs, contending, and you know. Hopefully, you know, like I said, even when you get that big name guy, there's still some patchwork that needs to be done. Yes. You know, like he, he's in the past, he's done pretty good with some rental guys, you know, yeah. like Antoine Vermette, like, oh, my Brad Richards, like, we could look at that yeah. back in the day and kind of say, like, oh, that's like, those are good moves, right? The NHL is not a place anymore where you're all in or out. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. You're, you're, obviously, you're always, you, you want to set up your team to win, but you also do want to keep your eye on the future. The right. one thing I think, Stan Bowman failed at was after he was like when they were winning those cups, the the draft. It well, was the weren't they, they never drafted right. They, like they're, they got they're, rid of all their. Yeah, well, it's like they're um you, like I think people always emphasize the first round 
of the draft, and the Blackhawks gave up their first round pick more right. than not. Oh yeah, because but they had to back yeah, in the day. But like you look at it, and it's like Brandon Saad wasn't a first round pick. Andrew Shaw, I can like there's a ton of guys oh, that you, weren't in the I mean, first you can round. Look at some legendary players now, yeah, and they were not first round guys. So it's like it to say that. Oh, I mean, we just weren't getting like we gave up those picks to try and win. Yeah, you did. But then you also just weren't getting those guys out of the first round. You know what I mean? Right. Like you can expect to succeed without a first round draft pick. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's it's it, a lot. And it's a, it's a good conversation. Obviously, I mean, like I don't know how it was probably like twenty minutes ago you were trying to wrap up, and then we just had a fantastic. That was a great yeah. conversation. Right. And I, I mean, we weren't even planning to talk about the Hawks that much today, but um, yeah, no, that's a good conversation to think about and kind of just. Those of you who are listening, if you're Blackhawks fans, like kind of just think about like that going forward. It's like what what can we do? It's like a game, you know, a mental yeah. game. It's a puzzle. Like where, where's the missing pieces? When like when can we finish this? When when, when can you, you be Steve Eiserman? Be right. Steve Eiserman. Exactly. No, it's exactly yes. what he does. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just like finish the puzzle, build it. You know, like just like it's not too far away. Like, yeah. The Hawks fans need to realize that, like, that success is not as far away as it seems right now. Right. It isn't. It really isn't. It, like, it, it, it's, it's closer than we think it is. And, you know, we just need some help from the front office. And hopefully this summer or, like, in the years coming, we can see some of those outside-the-box moves, like you were saying. I like the way you put that earlier. And, um, yeah, you know, obviously from week to week for this podcast, you know, the next couple months, we, we might not really know, too. We might be have to, you know, we can only really have this conversation because, like, it's – yeah, you know, we can't. We don't. We right. can't. It's it's something that takes a little bit longer to play out. It's not like next week how we could be like, oh, like let's talk about the playoffs, right? Like this yeah, is, this is something that's gonna take a long kind of unfold. So, yeah, excited yeah. to see how it plays out. I'm excited to be back here next week, and we should be back next Monday, right? Yeah, we should. We'll we'll we'll, we'll organize a little bit, and we'll um have some talking points and try and stick to them. But yeah, I'll go to the locker room, <laughs> get pucks in deep. We'll be back yeah. next week. You know <laughs> the way it goes. Thank you for listening. Alongside Pat again, I'm Jimmy Lunch. Have a great week. Peace.